I had a thought in the shower. So I was thinking about like giving this like a name so we could differentiate it from like the the, the podcast proper. Uh, and I came up with two pretty awesome uh, suggestions. Uh, one of them was total slappers, uh, and the other one was lich please. Oh, I like, I like lich please. Yeah, <laughs> that's a yeah. good one. Yeah. Okay. Cool. 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 But, so we're changing our name, or just no, no, no just, just, for just, for bit, just for this bit. Just for this Yeah. Because so me and James are gonna make a like a recurring. Thing. Yeah, like every once a month or so, we just like I'll, I'll be reaching out to like other creators and stuff to bring them in and have them, you know, just ask them questions about how they do stuff, stuff that people find difficult DMing because everyone approaches it differently. Um, and like we have we have a channel, like a creative control channel that I think you were part of at one point, uh, Prue. But there's like a lot of conversations that go on in there where we talk about like uh, you know we're in other other servers and stuff where we talk about homebrew. And there's loads of resources out there to make homebrew, but there isn't is a lot of stuff like how to DM. When when you buy like a core a core rules book, you kind of like you could do this, you can do these five things, but there's no alternative, and there's no like step by step way of how to do it in like an effective way. Or like they, they kind of assume that if you are a DM, you are already a DM. If that makes yeah, sense, yeah, you already know what you're doing. Yeah, and that's not always the case. Like definitely not. No, you can you can kind of like ape it if you know what I mean. You can, That's what I did. Yeah, <laughs> you just like, you, well, you you find like someone whose DMing style you like, and for me, there are a couple of DMs out there who I really like. There's a guy called Matt from a podcast um, called Adventure.exe who is so accepting of the wild, stupid shit that his party come out with. So, like in one of the recent, well, I say recent, one of the, the episodes he did in the last year. Uh, the party was on a train and there was like this small moment where he'd, he'd invited the party, the, the group into like a, a cabin for a party. And one of the players was like, is there a gorilla in this party? And he's like, yeah, fucking <laughs> sure. Why not? Uh, how big's a gorilla's dick? And they were like, you know, trying to figure out for ages how big this gorilla's dick was. And then the gorilla became like a major plot point. And then there was like <laughs> someone who's trying to sell drugs and they murdered him and threw his body off the train. And that completely derailed what you could plainly see with like the plot points for his game that he'd already set out. But he just reacted to it. So he just rolled with the punches and reacted to it super well. Um, and then on the flip side, there are other DMs who, who kind of like fall. And this isn't a bad thing. This is the you know, people have got like a, a narrative they want to go through. And there are certain aspects of it where I wouldn't say it's railroaded, but you're definitely kind of like Hi, on the I'm river going in, the, in that direction. You know what I mean? <laughs> Hi, hello, I'm that guy. Yeah. Well, it's not a bad thing because, like, I mean, if there's no structure whatsoever and it's then all reactive. It's just fucking chaos. It's just absolute insanity and chaos. And it's that I don't think is particularly funny. Or, you know... Um, it's funny for like an hour or two and then... Yeah. If, but if it's, it's a full a thing, then you just get pissed off. Yeah, it's not a campaign and it's not it's not a thing that I think has any like recurring value. There's no stakes, there's no you know character growth. And so there's this really fine line a DM has to walk between what they want to do, what the party wants to do, and then what the dice lets them do. Yeah, um, because there's a certain element of that as well, and so with that in mind, with this kind of like hour or so that we're going to spend talking about it, I thought we'd have a look at what you had planned for Wild Mount, the, the Wild uh-huh. Ride campaign. Yeah, um, and then like focus on aspects that went really like literally followed them as as uh, you know went exactly as you planned, 
areas that deviated from your mind, areas yeah. you thought would have been really good story points, and then areas that actually turned out to, you know, like... So one thing I want to talk about is Ceres, because I uh-huh. don't know how much you wanted to bring her in, but she definitely was, what, like, obviously the party's favourite NPC in terms yeah, of... Yeah, she was the longest-running NPC. Longest-running. We had jokes with her. We had, you know, she had a, a really defined role and personality, yeah. and she had likes and dislikes and stuff like that. And we, we So... I mean, for me, she was my favorite NPC. And then just like a bit of a retrospective, because obviously we've got, you know, uh, Peru, who is now, is now internationally known uh, the world over as Aleki Tasami. Um, oh, <laughs> oh, quite oh, extra. Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. So, and, and like, just, just like areas that, like, there were some things in there that I thought, oh, this is going to be, you know, I, I'm, uh, this is. Because I, I've made no bones about it. I, my favorite part of D and D is not the fighting. I, I yeah, really, yeah. When, when it comes to a battle, part of my brain just closes off because it's uh, I, like I know what I'm going to be doing in the battle. I tend to pick characters that do a certain thing, and then I focus on the flavor of it. But other people love that aspect of it, and my what I love is basically uh, arguing with people. Uh, <laughs> we know James. We know. Yeah, <laughs> uh, so yeah, with that in mind, I thought it'd be good if you could. Just have uh, like talk a little bit about how you prepared. Like, what what was the yeah. thing that kicked off Wildmark for you? Well, well do, you, do you want me to go in order of like sessions? Well, what was no or... no? What was like the like what was the idea that you had that made you think? Okay, I want to do a a long form game in the world of Critical Role. Obviously, yeah, we know you love Critical Role. Yeah, yeah, I'm a, yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, it's no secret. I'm a huge Critical Role fan. Like that. It, you know, that is what got me into D&D originally. And, you know, I'm a huge fan and I love Exandria as well. It's really good. Um, but the thing that... I, I don't really know. I just sort of... I liked the idea... Because obviously when we started playing it, it was ages ago. Like, we were yeah. probably midway through Strahd when we said, hey, let's do this. Mm. Um, like, I'd run the... Which, you know, never saw the light of day, but I ran the uh, Defenders of Avalon mini-campaign. Yeah. Um, which was sort of me getting back into DMing properly. Uh, and then I, when we were playing uh, Strahd, I was like, this is... I mean, I like dark settings, but this is like... This is a lot for me. Mm. Um, and I wanted to have something that was... I mean, obviously in Strahd we were making a lot of jokes and whatever, because we're us. But I wanted something a little bit uh, I don't want to say less intense because Wild Man was definitely lighter, intense. a bit more varied, a in bit terms lighter. Of yeah, yeah, had a lot more different things to do because Strahd, it's it's very one note. Yeah, like, yeah, that's it's, what, it's very, that's what I thought about it. Yeah, very, you know, it's obviously vampires, blood, death, <laughs> darkness, yeah, just relentless depression. It would be how I describe. Yeah, yeah, so that's that's yeah. that's probably the best. The best way to describe I it. I mean, the fact that this was constantly raining alone was depressing enough. <laughs> we live in yeah. England. We deal with it. Yeah, yeah, used to. Uh, it, but, <laughs> I mean, like the, even everything from like the weapons you meet to the NPCs you meet to the missions you find yourselves on in Strad, it's all about oppressive atmosphere. Like, every single chapter is like, this is a miserable place full of miserable people <laughs> and with iron sconces. <laughs> yeah, Jesus Christ. And yeah, I just wanted something a little bit more varied and have, and obviously I just wanted to DM something properly because I hadn't, before we started this, I hadn't DM'd like a proper campaign in a long time. Mm. So I was like, let's just, let's just do it. I'm going to just bite the bullet and I'm going to start writing stuff. <laughs> 
Uh, and so once you all had your characters, I sort of got to thinking. I actually had from like we didn't do a session zero for Wild Mount, I don't think. We did, like a little did bit. We? A little bit, yeah. We kind of talked I mean, about what our we didn't really do a session zero, but we we were talking about it for so long that it was sort of in I that. I think the only thing we really did, like the official se- se- session zero, was what classes everyone was going to play to like make oh, sure yeah, we no, didn't we did end up with like three fighters. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, we I, did. I remember discussing like because my original idea for um, Indigo, Indigo. Uh, was um, uh, based around being like a like a buff like a buffing paladin yeah that was the idea um and then i basically obviously he was based completely on water and everything about him was you know like water themed liquid um, and very you know yeah liquid and yeah like mercurial moods and like that like very protective calming and the soothing but all yeah. equally could just flip into a rage and i, I really like loved that concept but i remember talking about it with somebody at least um so you you waited for us for our characters before you came up with the story. Uh, not li- not really. So here was the thing. So when you were all making your characters, and when I had a few of them, I think when I started properly, I think I had Molly and Aleki and maybe Indigo as well because they were made at the same time. Oh no, I definitely had Siren actually because I originally before like anything, my original plan was for the first. Um, I don't want to say arc, but the first few sessions, you guys would go to the ruins of Draconia, which is uh, like ancient, not ancient, uh, like a broken, ruined uh, Draconic city in Jorhas, which is my original plan. Um, Obviously, the campaign, we just didn't do that. Um, but I originally had that because I would have touched on Siren's backstory a lot earlier because you would have been yeah. very close to it. Um, it would have been because I knew Indigo was part uh, Dragon, uh, like you know, Dragonborn stuff. So that would have uh, linked to that a little bit, and I think we maybe would have got some other stuff in there. Uh, that was my original plan, but I was like, this doesn't really make sense because i obviously had to figure out a way for you guys to get together originally it was like you you all were hired to do this job or something but it didn't make sense for all of you and i was like this is a bit yeah so then i said no we're gonna start at the coast <laughs> because the coast is cool uh which led to you know the festival that kicked everything yeah. off yeah well i mean one of the things that i liked about it is that first session when we Kind of, we were all there at the festival. And we had it kind of started with Indigo and Molly, it which did, was, yeah. was kind of nice because obviously they, they knew each other before the game. And then we picked up, I think the order went, uh, I Aleki think it was and then Al- Sirim and then uh, Hasta, uh, yeah, uh, Gambler last, yeah. Um, and I, I quite liked that, but I think what we got hung up on was that fog, and I yeah. was obsessed with that for weeks after. No, no, you guys, you guys were somewhat rightly, uh, I mean, obviously. It was a big plot point at the start, so it's going to be talked about. Um, and that fog was important. I never gave it a definitive answer in game. I gave hints about it and stuff. Yeah. But um, you, you guys' assumption and when you learned about it was correct. It was a fog to do with Deseret, which is mm. uh, the Twilight Phoenix, uh, like a sort of same level as Ukatoa. Mm. Uh, like a demigod sort of thing. Um, and it was the first and earliest link to 
those betrayers being the main enemies because Deseret was the uh, mount of Asmodeus. It is like oh, Asmodeus' right, right hand, um, oh. essentially, which was the first link to that. And I never... And so this was sort of... Because from the start, I had in mind I wanted to do like uh, icons, like champions of betrayers. Um, I didn't know exactly how that was going to happen. But uh, I linked Deseret first. Well, actually, in that first session, you get links to Deseret and you meet the icon of Lolf in that first session. Do we? Yeah, you do. Because you guys, when... Let me see. Let me scroll for a second. Uh, through my notes. Yeah, here it is. So, um, while you guys were... Or maybe it wasn't the first session, but it was one or... It was session one or two. I think it was one. Um, where you guys were walking around New Haxon. I believe this was either as you were walking to the shipyard or back to the... Uh, what's the place called? The... Um, the inn. The inn, yeah, the tavern, Maribel's tavern. Um, Stoneshaw Tavern, that was it. Um, I privately messaged uh, Sirem, or uh, Tanuki, and I said as they were all walking, um, he got bumped into by a dark elf. Um, I, didn't me- I didn't say, I just messaged him privately because he was bumped into. Uh, and that's why in that first session, Sirem was like, he looked around for a second, it was almost going to walk off, but then you guys kept going, so he came with you. So in that first session, you did meet the Icon of Lolf. Right. He just wasn't, you know, named or anything. You didn't, didn't have yeah, no any reason. Oh, right, okay. You didn't have any reason. Oh, cool. And Siren didn't look into him, so I was, you know, it's fine. <laughs> so when did you decide then that the... Because um, obviously there was a lot that happened in it, so if we... Without going through, like, uh, kind of session by session, but if you yeah. look at it as, like, a series of events, we had the... Uh, in, like, we saved... I say saved. We acted at the festival. We got Ukutoa's orb, which was a mm-hmm. cool yeah. tie-in for Indigo. And then we had the uh, the sunken pearls who were hunting them. That we yeah. So to... I will say one thing. Uh, from that very first session, you guys completely changed the entire campaign. <laughs> from that very first session, because originally I wanted it to be, at least at the start, um, you guys and Maribel, so you wouldn't have known Maribel was evil. Well, I mean, she wasn't evil, you know, uh, following Yukatoa. Um, so, yeah, you wouldn't know that. So I was going to, uh, because the, uh, the, the ch- chest that had the Clover and Crystal in it was a DC 21 to unlock at Third, uh, well, you guys were 6th level or something, but at that point you didn't have a rogue, and Gemba rolled a 22 to unlock it, <laughs> uh, which revealed the crystal, and then obviously events happened as they did, you know, Indigo figured it out, stuff happened. But originally, I was just going to have, I wanted you guys to just take the chest back to her, she would thank you, you'd get paid, she'd induct you into the Sunken Pearls, uh, and it would be sort of a a mystery of sorts. You guys were figuring out, you know, 
what was in the chest, what Maribel's doing, and they'd slowly get sort of darker and darker and a bit more nefarious. And it probably would have led to an encounter with either Maribel or Ugatoa, because mm. my plan was you guys do that and then travel across to uh, Nicodranus that direction, which would have tied into Molly's backstory a little bit. You would have met their crew, uh, uh, like, you know, properly. Oh, interesting. Um, but you guys never went there because you never had the op- like the need to, uh, because Indigo took the orb and, you know, you cut ties to Maribel instantly. Because the last um, uh, spot... Uh, the last key, or the, the last lock for, to unlock Ugatoa is in Nicodranas, or near Nicodranas. Um, which oh. would have been... I would have had Ugatoa be the main focus for a little bit. I don't... I think if it would have come to a fight, I would have... Uh, I would have tried my best not to have him released, because at 6th level, maybe 7th or 8th at that point, you wouldn't have been able to fight him. There's no point. There's, there's no way yeah. you would have been able to fight him. Um, oh, yeah. But yeah, you changed it all from session one. I think from kind of a player point of view, it didn't feel that like we were being pushed in a particular way. I remember at one point thinking to myself, "We're leaving this town where there's this drag, there's a, there's this dead guy, this reborn for Axel, uh, oh, there's yeah. the dragon, there's the sea, and then for some reason, oh, that was it. It was Terry's. Um, yeah, Terry, Terry kind Terry's of gave quest, the thing yeah. over to um, was it Jorah? Uh, over yeah. sorry. And um, so yeah, that I mean, what was the reason you guys wanted to go there? We it was literally, oh no, yeah, we did want to go there. You wanted to go there for some and then reason. We basically, we found a way to get paid for doing it. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, um, and we just kind of did, did it. it I mean... That we were searching for the fog in the library, and we weren't finding anything. And you mentioned that this was a small town, so we wanted um... to go to a bigger one. I think that was it. I don't know. I feel like it was something more than that. Um, I can't remember now, but it was... I feel like it might have been tied to Sirem. I know we went, went hunted, hunting for the children of Lolth after... You went uh, to Asarius first, yeah. Asarius, yeah, because we went Asarius, and then I missed the session, came back, and then we got into that fight with Silvar, and then we came back... Uh, then we, we met up with... Um, Sirem. Oh, no, 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 no. Varen. No, 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 hang on. It was... Um, Bleedy's character. Um, oh, the cleric. Siegfried. Oh, Siegfried. Siegfried. Siegfried came back to help them, bounced out. Yeah. And then we had like a, I think it was like an in-game two-week time jump. And then no, we were hunting the children no. of Lolf, weren't we? We didn't, we never had a time, well, we had a, you had like a travel time jump. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think it was like a week or so. It wasn't that long. Yeah. Oh, okay, but anyway, but, um, we went... yeah, move, I want to move back slightly because okay. some some things in Asarius earlier than hunting children of malice. Uh, so yeah, you travelled uh, through the new gate between Blightshaw and Jorhas up to Asarius. On your way, you met a few things. Uh, I think the main one was some <laughs> some pretty much uh, like racist tribe people. <laughs> Uh, like a group of women who were like strong women. And oh yeah, like, yeah, yeah. The, screw the, the you, one in the comp. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there was some other stuff in that. I'm looking because I, uh, I remember that bit because we had Joey there and we like she Dorothy broke into the 
tent. Yes. And yeah. Then we were like, we, we had a massive argument about carpets. Uh, like, like carpets in tents. And I was just like, okay, this this is what D&D is now. Yeah. Um. <laughs> uh, yeah, pretty much. Uh, yeah, so you had that sort of traveling. And then, yeah, the thing that kicked, I would say, the main campaign off. I mean, obviously we had, I think, a, so I'm looking here. You traveled at session five. That was when you guys traveled from um, New Haxon to Asarius. And that's also when I realized I never want to do traveling in D&D again. At least DM it, because it's so boring to plan. Um, but yeah, so you got to Asarius, and then the first person you met in Asarius was a drow who was watching you uh, as you entered. Yes, I vaguely remember that. Yeah. Uh, sorry, I'm really was, was that the icon of Loth again? Uh, no, that was Zodiac. Oh, right. Um, oh, the man who never died with the shittest the man name who in the never world. Died. I think I called him a furry dwarf that one time. Uh, I don't know. Uh, sorry, I'm looking... Give me, sorry, give me a sec. Talk for a sec. Sorry. I mean, so I mean, from that early point in the game, then, uh, Brew, what when when you came to the game with Aleki? Obviously, there was a lot of conversation when you started about her being uh, an unarmed monk character, and then we we didn't strong arm you, but we were basically well, go fight her uh, because of these these several reasons. Um, I may well have led that conversation because of my well documented hatred of monks, but Hi. in retrospect, you hate monks. I, I think you made the right choice. But how did it? How did it, from your point of view, feel from uh, Aleki's character growth? Because obviously she was the one of two characters who were in the first and last episode, and I think she had oh, the that's biggest. Crazy to say. Yeah, yeah. Well, she had the biggest, I think, character growth of any individual character because she started off obviously very um, quiet and uh, retrospective. Yeah. Yeah. Timid, and then yeah. and then she kind of grew in, in the party, and then she. Kind of all these weird personality traits came out, and from my point of view, she was easily my favorite player character, not just in terms of the mechanics, but in terms of the character itself as well. I, I, I hated the mechanics, great. I loved the <laughs> mechanics, I thought they were hilarious. But from my point of view, role playing with her, um, from, from that side of things was a joy because she had there, there was so much about her to kind of bounce off. Uh, so yeah. she had like. I mean, we, we talked about her backstory a little bit. Like, she went to some kind of, like, monastery and then her sister died and there was this fellow who killed him. So we didn't really, like, delve, I don't think, super deep into that, but we got a lot of character moments out of her, I think. Yeah, Lucky was fun. Yeah, yeah I really, I really like her. Lucky. She was annoying to plan around. <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah, well, someone who can hit like you know six times in the turn, and each hit deal like twenty damage and counter as well as deny yeah. and counter yeah. damage. Yeah, like yeah, 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 yeah. it's not even a safe; it's just a fuck you. It's just yeah, <laughs> like <laughs> three times a day, uh, <laughs> or something stupid like that. Yeah. So I mean, from your point of view, how was there like a a through? Well, when you started playing it, did you have any idea what you'd end up like? I had some idea, like, of, like with the backstory, I always wanted, like, I want this character to end up like this. Like, a basic, like, idea of how they might, like, progress. 
But uh, with Aleki, I didn't really have a solid plan. Uh, and I really was surprised a little bit uh, myself when all those moments came out. Uh, well, once I really remember right now was uh, her like confessing everything. Like my, new, my real name is not Aleki. Yeah. This is what happened after Sarah's uh, betrayal. Sarah's Simon's betrayal. Sarah's betrayal. <laughs> yeah, that uh, was that was a good scene. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, she was, was very, very fun. She had a lot of quirks. Uh, it was very. Well, she's funny, like when she, I, when it got all later in the campaign, and uh, she was just like throwing herself in front of stuff pointlessly, <laughs> and it was hilarious. And yeah, then, it's and very then, like, stupid, but it was hilarious. And she just so infrequently failed anything apart from stealth checks because she was wearing plate. And then when when she when you moved away from the uh, purely unarmed kind of monk style of fighting, and you moved into, um, I think we gave you the wither whale. I think the wither whale was the point, first one. Yeah. Yeah. At that point, your damage just rocketed. It was ridiculous. Yeah. yeah it went like through the roof. I think because uh, at that point, I think it was steering, and I had three attacks or two. I think. Uh, I think you would have had two at that point. But you've yeah. only had the action surge as well, which was that's what. Yeah, so I added. got to add two d six damage every action, and then four d six if I did action surge, uh, action surge, and then more if you did your giant form, and then a, yeah. around the same time you had that thorn Thorns, bracelet yeah. as well, which was another yeah. d four, and at that point it just it just started spiraling. Yeah, it just um, sort of got I, stupid at that point. It got stupid, but it was great to watch. Because when I had to create that item, that big slap item, just to keep keep your rolls yeah. to a reasonable amount of time. Yeah. It was just like 30 have... minutes of just rolling dice. It was crazy. It was insane. It was yeah. Insane. Like, did, had you, did you know fighters could get like that? Because that isn't... I'm going to say that now. That isn't unusual to happen with fighters. That kind of thing is the reason why people pick fighters. And it just seemed very noticeable for Lucky because you'd gone from unarmed, which I think kind of peaked at a, a D6, to... Oh, it peaked at D8. D8. Yeah. Oh, D8. I mean, the Witherwell was a D8 too, but because of the additional damage it did. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it was... I, I love fighters. I think they're a lot of fun, and a Lucky is everything I think a fighter should be. Um, yeah, fighter are my favorite class. She does yeah, struggle Lucky and Molly with... were both really good because they were both fighters. I mean, obviously Molly was mostly a wizard, but they were both fighters. But they were both very different. Mm. Oh yeah, yeah. I think like with Molly's um, like focus on single hit. That, that yeah, was the big, the yeah. Big until later, yeah. yeah, yeah. And then her because she did the um uh, she could what was it she could do she could do a um one attack and a cantrip attack yeah later on i like yeah. i think it was like level eight or nine she yeah she got an ability where one of her she could do a cantrip and an attack and that is again which, where it got stupid for her where booming blade got stupid yeah. Blade, yeah and if so if uh, tanuki had stuck out the uh, paladin to, i think one more level of it would have been one more level yeah, yeah i intentionally he, made samuel not have that because I thought, oh yeah, that's obvious. He'll do that, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it. A paladin's again, it would be the same thing. His damage would have almost doubled. I mean, Samuel's damage. damage was pretty good. Good, like yeah, it was not, good. Yeah, 
but he's, he's I think Indigo's damage was also pretty decent for yeah, his build. Yeah. I, I was surprised with him because I say I built Indigo around a believe it or not, like a mother role. So like someone who would do anything to uh, you know, protect the people around him and uh, ha- had all these weird quirks and like it's it's really easy with Indian D to, to be smart about it and go, well, I'm not gonna pick up this uh obviously cursed item and the DM sitting there like going, Oh you bloody metagaming pricks. Whereas I what I wanted to play with Indigo was a character that was just literally was like, oh a shiny thing, lick it. Because and, and <laughs> the, the the reason when he died that I didn't want him to come back is that that behavior had created all this inertia around him. So when he died, he had a deal with the with either the icon of or Asmodeus. I can't remember which one it actually the was. The icon. Uh, so he had a deal with the icon of Asmodeus. He pissed off Ukatera. He pissed off <laughs> the sunken uh, sunken pearls. It pissed off um, like someone else. The probably. dragon. Like he, oh, he's yeah. like, only hadn't pissed off. Well, no, he hadn't pissed off the dragon. He, 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 he like he had like a dragon thing there, and like everything he did. Um, and this wasn't intentional. I hadn't designed him to do this. I hadn't even intended for him to do this. But everything he did was like pissing somebody off, and <laughs> it just meant that everywhere I he went, he was getting sneak attacked or just attacked out of sight. And I was just like, oh my god, this is ridiculous. And so it wasn't a player decision; it was a character decision. Like he could literally remove that threat from the party just by not being there. And obviously, yeah. he didn't want to like leave his friends, but he'd just been killed, so it was an easy like out for him. Um, yeah, yeah, it, he it got silly with Indigo. But I mean, I really, I, I, I've kept the character sheet. I loved, loved playing him. He was so much fun. It literally was, what do I feel like doing right at this very second? I will do it. <laughs> yeah, let's it rewind was... slightly. Yeah. Yeah, Indigo also had no filter, which didn't help matters. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I don't at have all. a filter. <laughs> yeah. I don't um, have a filter, as you probably learned with Daniel. We are well aware. Yeah, we know. Uh, <laughs> uh, rewinding slightly, yeah. So the first guy you met in Osiris was Zodiac. Obviously, I have no reason to know who it was. It was just a drought. Um, and he, he pushed you along because he mentioned the fight pit, which um, obviously later on he was going to go to, to um, attack Varen. Um, so, yeah, so you went, yeah, so you met Zodiac without knowing, obviously. Then... Yeah, I think the only thing you did for that session was you went to the, the cracked opal, I'm looking at my notes, which was where you were, you know, told to go and Peter dropped off the thing. Then you, for the next session, this is the one where I think you weren't there, James. Uh, this one or the next one? Um, no, it was the... I don't know. Uh, I'm very confused, I'm looking. <laughs> No, yeah, so it was this one. So session six was the one year where you weren't there, James. Um, this is when Molly fought... Uh, what was his name? Oh, Sebastian. Sebastian, wow. I don't know that? why that stuck in my head, but it did. Oh, yeah. It, well, you mean in the bar? Yeah. The bar yes, fight? in the bar fight. Um, I remember that because the, 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 the arena was just like a stock image of granite, I think. Shut up. Shut up. Um, <laughs> yes, it was. Um, don't, don't reveal my secrets. Uh, yeah, so Molly had that fight with Sebastian, who was one of the Sunken Pearls, and he was sent there by Maribel after you to 
uh, watch you. Oh yeah, and also when you guys were traveling, I think you picked up on it at some point. When you guys were traveling, you came across a half or no, yeah, a half. Oh, the guy with all the coats. The guy with the coat. Um, he had a coat, a singular coat, um, (laughs) a singular green coat. Um, and he was one of the sunken pearls. His name was, I think it was Damien, (laughs) actually. Um, yeah, it was Damien. Uh, but yeah, so that was one of the sunken pearls. He was, he was walking up from, uh, to meet Maribel. Um, but yeah, so you, uh, Molly had a fight with Sebastian. It went, it was very close, actually. Molly kept saying it was unfair, but she, I think she only lost by, like, 12 HP. It was close. Um, and then this was the, 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 this is the session where Molly was like, hey, what the hell's going on? Um, because you weren't there, James, so she was all, uh, very, you know, uh, bored. I don't know. Uh, so Molly was just off doing dumb shit. She had like a, she went to a party with a drow or something like that. Oh yeah, the dress. I remember talking about something. That, yeah, talking about the dress. Um, yeah. So then, I think I don't remember what Aleki did this session, but I know that uh, Sarum and Gemba went to. Uh, oh, they got like a bounty, didn't they? They got a bounty, yeah, I'm looking. Uh, they got a bounty, which was a bounty on Zodiac. Um, and then, yeah, there was a fight um, that didn't happen in that session. Originally, there was, so there was this massive tortoise in the city that I had described and Simon went up to it. There was going to be some, uh, some like, demons that came out and attacked, but it was just Sirem, <laughs> so I just didn't, because <laughs> that would have been probably a bloodbath. Um, I think in that session, I began to make the rings. Possibly. Yeah, that sounds, that sounds that right. That sounds one right. One thing I was going to ask, actually. So, what was it? Because I, I love trinkets in D and D, and one of the things that uh, Damiel, like he did, he wasn't given stuff like. I, I, so, what I do when I create characters, I kind of like section off part of my brain for them, so I can keep their like them alive in my head. And I had him as being this quite obviously he was very proud and like he was difficult to be around, and so no one gave him things. And so when Aleki gave him things, he was really touched by it. Um, and so that's the only thing that he didn't hand over when he was giving stuff to uh, Bahamut. And oh, really? It, yeah, it, was, it became like one of the things that he did for his steel wing strike, which I know he didn't cast that a lot. It wasn't like a, a spell that was like his. Times. It was like two or three times. But one thing he did with it is he took the ring off and flicked it in the air. And the strikes of the, the beams of light that flicked off it, that was where he attacked. And I wanted to make a big deal out of the fact that he was like really touched by this ring. Um, and there was a, another bit later in the game, I remember this, where I, I think he drank one of those potions. Um, and, yeah. and you said like, you DM'd oh, me, but he's in no, the Yes, yeah, so this was during the um, icon of Asmodeus fight. You downed one of the potions, and the wording was, the next person who you see, you fall madly in love with. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it it was a lecky, and like, he DM'd me this, and like I thought about it, I was like, okay, this is pretty funny, but the way that 
Damiel had interacted with uh, Ari or Alecki at that point, I was like, well, hang on a minute. I, I, I'd known from quite early on that his wife had, was going to have left him and he yeah. would effectively be alone. And I thought to myself, well, like, he's never met anyone like Alecki before and he's very fond of her. So what would change? And I thought about yeah, it. Yeah, I, I was like, trying to figure lot. I was trying to figure out what you <laughs> what you were doing with that because I obviously I messaged you that and I knew you would follow up and I was like, hmm, nothing's changed. And then I thought yeah. about it. Yeah, and it's just like because that, that was like I always thought of him as quite a possessive person. And for someone he who wasn't able to he, he wasn't able to control would fascinate him. And Molly, uh, because of the relationship with him and Molly, which I think was bordering on antagonistic, like there, 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 there was bordering, no, bordering, no, bordering, no, bordering doesn't bordering even come like, anything. After the fact, like after they finished saving the world, I cannot imagine why they would. Damiel and Molly would ever join up again. I just can't see it happening. Like, <laughs> yeah, unless again, something like, something uh, equally as bad is happening. Well, no, because even then, like, just imagine, like, oh, we need some information, and only Damiel's got it. Molly would be like, <laughs> literally, is there any anything else? Is there any other dragonborn we know? Are there any other bards? Let's any go other and talk to Othun. I'll pay for Let's it. Let's go yeah. talk to Othun. You know, I have expected to say like, the the world is ending. We need to work with Damiel, like. So well, I know the mansion shift. Um, you know, <laughs> I heard the astral uh, astral sea is quite nice yeah. this this like, time I, of I year. You know, normal sea. Let's go astral. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. So I just I couldn't imagine what the chain of events would be to get Molly to ask Damiel for help, or for get Damiel to ask Molly for help. The the two just wouldn't intersect. Yeah, I mean, because... they, their personalities clash so much. It's yeah. I, I, I think I, I think Aleki did a lot to like. She could not she split was, the party up. <laughs> she was like couples counselling. Well, that, that yeah. was the thing as well because I enjoy playing Daniel, but I I tried to be as honest with the party as I could. Like, because he was so antagonistic, I gave him like three or four chances to like out him from the group, and then there was like because I think at this point we were I think this is around Christmas time, um, and Sirim had just died, and Samuel had been brought in, and we had. Othun, the vampire lady whose name I keep forgetting. Yeah. I want to say Serena, but I know it isn't. There it's was not. It's, um, uh, uh, ooh, buddy ooh. and one other person. Uh, and I they think were it was the just those three. Oh, was it just those three? And like, I, I think it was Dorothy friend. as well at that point. No, no, no? no. She, she doesn't she exist. She yeah, didn't exist three years ago. Yeah. Um, who was it? It was uh, Adeline. Yeah. That was it. Ad- Adeline and yeah, Adeline, Othun, and uh, Naven. I think that, that was the only three. I don't feel like, like that was the fourth one. I, I was looking at the rogue, and and you were like, "Oh well, the rogue, the rogues are mute." And I was like, "That would be kind of perfect. no, no, <laughs> no. Oh no, you're right. There was a fourth one. It was um, uh, Anila, uh, who yeah. was the mute ranger. Yeah. Oh, that was a um, ranger. Yeah. And then Navin was the rogue who fought with you against the icon of Tharistan. When Varen died, yeah, but yeah, she was also another one. You're right, but it was, uh, yeah, it was. So I had all these like options, and I was like, yeah, well, I didn't expect I anyone. Him? I didn't want anyone to pick Anila. I thought it was stupid for anyone to pick the mute character. Well, uh, I mean, <laughs> it wasn't. <laughs> shut up. Um, it was an option, but I did think it was a stupid one. Uh, just you know, someone wanted the challenge. Um, I should probably. 
go in order. So what happened after that? So we had had this. So yeah, you guys witnessed the attack on Verin in the Colosseum sort of thing, which was Zodiac, and this is what kicked everything off properly. Because then you guys met Ceres and properly talked to Verin. You you know, figured out the um What's it? Oh, that's why you went to Asarius. Because you were given the Bounty Hunter's Blade. And Varian's name was on it. Oh, of course! Oh, yeah. yeah! But that, that, was was that makes so much sense. That. And Dorothy then it that, went yeah. to Sirem, I yeah. think. Yeah. And like, I, 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 it kind of like passed me by because you kept saying these names that I assumed were important from the podcast, from Critical Role podcast. And I was like, okay. Um, no, it. I intentionally picked people who were never shown in Critical Role. Okay. Um, but, you know, they are important people in the world. Yeah. Um, the three names on the dagger were Varen Thalus, as you know. Uh, there was... Let me see. Uh, there was Varen Thalus. There was... Uh, that's why someone must have hated her like, <laughs> a lot. <laughs> uh, there was Idis uh, Dwendal, who was the prince to the Dwendalian Empire, and there was uh, Zahaf uh, Uludon, who was one important people, uh, important person in Nicodranus. Um, um, yeah, so they, that is the that is the reason that you guys went to Asarius. That makes more sense. So you witness his attack. You talk to him about the dagger and everything. You met Sarah, she identified it, and you learned that the dagger was, at one point, belonged to uh, Zodiac, who Siren had met, you know, the day before, or the same day, mm. I think it was the day before. Uh, then you were given Ceres's quest, which was to investigate, at, you know, at this point you didn't know, but to investigate Silver, because there had been this guy walking around, or, you know, this people dying. It's like, investigate it, please. Um, and this is when the Sunken Pearls attacked you in the street. Um, because, you know, at that point, uh, Sebastian knew it was you guys. Because yeah. he, he had, when, in, during the fight with Molly, he had uh, marked, him, marked her with uh, his uh, brand of castigation, which means you know the location of that creature. Um, as long as you're on the same plane, uh, so that's um, why. Um, what would have yeah. happened um, if they had got hold of the orb of Ukato? What would have been the? It would have been a chase. I think it would have been. Well, actually, no, it wouldn't have been a chase. They hadn't out. Uh, if they had gone hold, of... so the way to get hold of the orb, as you learn later on, was for Indigo to go unconscious, and then it would have been an action. I forgot the exact check, but it would have been an action to get the orb out. Yeah. I think it was Arcana. We it was something like that. It was Arcana <laughs> or something. It was maybe a spellcasting check. Um, but, yeah, so if they would have gotten the orb, the plan was they would try to escape, similar to how they did already, or, you know, how they attempted to escape. Um, but it would have been you guys probably chasing them while injured, uh, chasing them across Osiris because they had a base in Osiris with a teleportation circle they would have gone to to get back to Maribel. And then it would have probably, if you would have figured out how to use the circle, maybe Osiris at that point, um, it would have been a proper fight between the, all of the Sunkapels and all of you, essentially, which would have, you know, 
seeing you know what happened, whatever happened happened. I didn't plan that far ahead afterwards because I you know I didn't know. So what happened to the pearls? I think at one point there was one of them that was under some kind of charm or dominate effect. Yes. Yeah, so there was. Let me. I think it was a cobalt. It was the tabaxi. Tabaxi. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, tabaxi. It was the Zandri. Uh They were so all of the sunken pearls except for them were there on their own accord but uh zandri was dominated uh and like under gears and stuff to help um not for any particular reason but just because they were skilled and you know good with a gun <laughs> mm. uh then that was I think that it's also really fucked up to then her you, after that was the absolutely her. intense scene where you tortured them essentially like cut their fingers off well that was actually it's funny you mentioned that because that was the first time i think that i did active editing because i re-listened to it and i was like well this it was, is it this was is pretty extreme so i was like i just clipped it i was like right okay this just didn't happen and then it was mentioned once it was like didn't we chop our fingers off and there's just no response to it i was like okay bullet dodged <laughs> <laughs> no yeah that was an absolutely intense scene um, you you didn't need to make it as graphic as it was. I well, think. That, this is the thing though, because this is what I was saying. Because Indigo at that point had been like very reasonable and like funny and loving, and I thought to myself, well, because um, uh, there was discussion about like tying them to a chair, and I didn't really see the the, the through logic from the character point of view. Damiel, sorry, Damiel, Indigo was always super reactive. He like stuff happened and he reacted to it. If and like if he kills someone in a fight that person dies in a fight. It's kind of self-defense. But tying someone to a chair, there's like, there's no way that situation ends well for anybody. Like, you know what I mean? You you can't really let them go. You can't, if you don't get the answers out of them, like you can only escalate the situation. You can't really de-escalate it from there. And so that's why uh, there was such like a whiplash in terms of how he went from super, super proactive. Yeah, but he was going to kill them because... If you kill them in a yeah. fight, you kill them in a fight. And that was a logic. And then uh, they were talking about, like, don't tell them. So I was like, yeah, fucking chop her hands off the bitch. And then, obviously, I kind of clipped that and gave myself the benefit of, uh, you know, like a, a quick edit. But the it was, that, that was, for me, I think was quite wild. Because that was when, that that for me is when, obviously, some big cracks in the party picks. That's when um, Siegfried left as well. Because yeah, there, like, there was, like, moral like... objections to the, like, torture. And, <laughs> I mean, and it's fair. Stuff. Yeah, yeah, well, it's fair enough, but, like, that was, I think, when the the party really started to kind of show their individuality, um, because, you know, there was some things... very against Yeah, it was was you guys, it was you chopping off the fingers and then saying, I'll drown you all with a tidal wave. Well, that was in the Uh, chat afterwards, that wasn't in the game. Yeah, No, I feel like that was in the game. No, that was in chat, I think. Okay, sorry. Or it it was outside of the session. It was, I vividly it was... remember you guys say you say I will drown all of well, you. Well, I, no, I, 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 I said I could. I didn't say who would. I said okay. Oh, I, 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 think it was, I think it was because Secret like threatened to uh, calm oh, emotions. The, yeah, the tell like, you, I, I can just calm emotions. And from a paladin's point of view, who's like his only thing at that point was him doing what he wanted to do and like freeing people from restraints. The reaction to somebody like trying to control him is a visceral reaction. Yeah, that's yeah. like his his big thing. And obviously, we didn't really cover that in game. It never really came up again. We did, we did um, well, yeah, well, it did. 
the but not from a player. It, that, yeah, but it didn't yeah. come up again from a player on player point of view. Yeah, is, is what yeah. I mean. So it was. Um, we didn't really cover that off again, and so that kind of I think kind of got muddied the water a bit. Um, but then we we had that bit, and then we had the Silvar fight, and obviously the fight in the marketplace as well, which was quite. I, I thought quite a tough fight. The fight, yeah, um, the fight mainly... in the place was meant to be brutal. Like it was, it was a fight where I could have seen Indigo dying. Yeah, in yeah. Well, he was very close because to, they yeah. were all focused on you. Obviously, they were. You were the you were the target. There. Like I think first round, Zandri with the uh, bad news rifle, which is like a D twelve plus explosion damage. Had landed two shots on you. One of them exploded and hit the rest of you, and another one like knocked you prone or something like that. Yeah. And I feel like you at that point you were on like twelve health at round one. Yeah, like, it was, I was. A, it was I a was, surprise I round as well. I looked into it. I think it, well, I, I, in that fight I'd taken my entire hit die, like my entire hit point pool, plus about twenty by the end of the fight because uh, I was, yeah, was, was being yo-yoed. And so I mean th- th- that one. That's one of the things. But when I, I I'm terrible for this. And you've probably like seen it happen with me in a game, but when I think a character's gonna die, like very close to dying, sometimes I kind of like mentally check them as dead, and I'm like, okay, well, this is just, I better get rolling a new character, um, <laughs> and that's kind of almost where Indigo, um, like if he'd have gone down there, he again, I might have like passed up on the option to be resurrected, resurrected at that point. This is, I think, like, it would have been mind. easier to resurrect you there. Yeah. Um, well, cause... we had all, you had all stuff around and that, but like. I don't think yeah. we had anyone with the spell. Siegfried. He was a he cleric. He wasn't there. He was there was for it? the market fight, yeah. Oh, well, I don't know. Regardless, it Because uh, the market uh, fight was the preceded. I think this was just before Stillbar. Uh, yeah, so the market. So you had been given Ceres' quest and were going over there to the, um, the Beast Pit to talk mm. to Zorth. But uh, when you were walking over there, you got attacked. Mm. Um, which is, you know, so Siegfried uh, was there for that fight, and then you guys had the interrogation, uh, and then after that you went to the Beast Pit, but that was over two sessions, so I think that session ended with you guys, with the fight, and you guys tying up uh, Zandri and going there, and then the session after that began with the interrogation, and then you guys heading to the Beast Pit, which um, is where you talked to the weird goblin guy with like two fingers and something like that. And he talked about uh, his, I've forgotten her name, but like his uh, assistant, like one, assistant or something. Yeah, who no, oh, yeah. she didn't go missing. She just died in front of him. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like Silva went around with the book and said, hey, look in this. And she collapsed essentially. So, what uh, was the inspiration for Silva on the book then? Uh, I I don't know. I wanted to bring in more um, older things because, um, yeah, this is when I made my tweet was like, Matt Mercer copied my idea or something like that because um, I had, yeah, because this was the session where you guys met, you know, all the uh, undead uh, allies of Silver. Um, yeah, this is where it was like Xerxes. The name came up twice, and <laughs> it was like, for God's sake, Matt Mercer copied my idea. Um, and yeah, so that wasn't really much of an inspiration. I just knew I wanted to bring in celestial things. I wanted to have a morally ambiguous, uh, or like you know, bad person, but bad for reasons they believed were good. Um, 
and I just wanted to have something that sort of because you know I obviously in D and D a lot of people a lot of villains are just evil because haha I'm evil. But I wanted to, like in this campaign a lot. I wanted to have villains that were not evil for no reason. Like they all had reasons to for doing what they were doing, even yeah. if they were twisted at some at like some sort. And Silva was the first and probably best example of that because he was given his book from the divine, but he just interpreted all of the signs incorrectly. And was doing, I mean, I can't say the wrong thing. I mean, yeah, it was the wrong things, but you know, yeah, he was <laughs> no. So no, that's, that's like he he was doing what he thought was correct, even though obviously they were not correct. Mm. Um, but that session was a very fun one for me, as I sort of always uh, went back to it, um, because as you know, as I've said. Uh, the key is in the the ghost guy <laughs> from the from all along, because um, he you followed him. You, you saw the the ghost guy first, Xerxes, mm. who was like some. He was just very strange and didn't give much away. You, so I think you met him in the alleyway. He was like he just he was like leaning over a body. Then you followed him, and as you and he was walking, he said a bunch of stuff <laughs> oh yeah you uh, mentioned it a few yeah times, I, I mentioned i've mentioned it a few times because i love it so much so during that he he mentioned a bunch of um pretty much meaningless stuff at that point what made it fun for me is that i um everything he said were quotes from old poems old uh what's it like old plays like shakespeare's and stuff um because i thought that was cool and i weirdly have an obsession with adding stuff like that in um all of them meaningless you know obviously that he's just words i said them very quickly in rapid succession so they would just wash over you and then throughout the rest of the campaign i just said those words again in a sentence and stuff ah. uh, like throughout eventually I, I did say all of them and I think at one point I just couldn't help. I did mention it to you guys after a yeah. session. Um, it was just like a little thing for me. Because <laughs> I knew you wouldn't pick up on it, you know, normally. But, you know, it's just a little thing for me. I got, I got to keep myself entertained with stuff like this. Yeah. Um, yeah, so you had his, like, his uh, riddles, his Rise from the Ashes stuff, which hit harder than I think it should. It should. Uh, then you went into that abandoned house. You... I think Indigo Missy stepped in, then Molly kicked the door down or something like that. Mm. Um, you went down into the cathedral, which was uh, where you met Silver and the other two, which was the gunslinger and the mage. Um, this was, yeah. I think, I, I, I think this was for me as a player, like the end of the prologue. Like uh, I don't know how you yeah, kind of picked it in I, your mind. I, I see that. Yeah. I feel like the, the 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 game picked up properly, and that was like it for me felt like a very high stakes fight it for was, a couple of yeah. reasons. Because obviously, um, I think we were significantly overpowered. I think that fight wasn't didn't actually turn out to be a fight, if I remember rightly. It, we it basically like cheesed did. out of the fight. So what you did? So you had a which I was happy with. You had a long chat with Silva before. 
anything mm. happened. You spoke about him like morals and stuff. You even Siren went into the book and did the amazing play of cut of doing uh, Stillness of Mind, which broke the weird uh, not illusion, you know that weird enchantment effect that you had while you were in the book. Mm. You looked around and stuff. Um, yeah, so you had a long chat with him, and then I think it was Indigo who said to him, hey, go in the book and grab us three people to talk to, or, like, some people to talk to. And he was like, yeah, sure. He was like, I'm doing the right thing. Of course I'll do that. He went in the book, and then as you... As he went in the book, you then kicked off the fight by having Lucky steal it. Yeah, steal it, and then put it in the um, bag. And then Never I the ended the session with Lucky flying off, and then the next session, the fight properly happened, which was... It was a... I was scared for that fight, um, because I don't know if I still have the shoots, I might have deleted them. It was... Yeah, I, I, I remember thinking that we would be very lucky to walk away from it as we started. Yeah, like, I think um, all of the henchmen, so the mage, the gunslinger, and the paladin, uh, were, I want to say, well, I, I have it here, the mage won't use their 7th level spells, so they were at least high enough to cast 7th level spells, yeah. which is, what, 12th or 13th? At least, um, yeah. It's like 11th. I think it's something I think you were 7th or 8th, yeah. 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 Um, and I was like, that is scary. But the smart move that you did, obviously, was to. Because uh, I didn't know your plan. Because um, obviously, at this point, Silver had just gone in the book. He was going to be a while. And your plan of putting it in the bag of holding and ripping it was really smart. I was like, that was really good. So, <laughs> um, what, would, what, what did you expect us to do in that fight? As, like, when you were planning it? Um, I expected you you to run. Right, okay. (laughs) Like, if you... You made it a lot easier by having Silver go in the book, which I'm happy for, because at that point, the fight becomes, you know, improbable to possible. (laughs) Um, With, you know, because it's what? I think at that point it was 6 or 5, 7th level against 3, 11th or 12th, which is Mm. pretty fair. Um in terms of uh, damage and, you know, stuff that you can do. Um, and I really enjoyed it because, one, uh, I was pissed off with uh, Gemba and his hex gun. <laughs> so I <laughs> remade it. I made the gunslinger a hex gun. I just took the subclass and did it again. Um, because I was pissed off. I was like, I'll use it against you. Um... But yeah, that fight was was good. Uh, I, I think Siren. I think it was hitting yeah. the 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 guy with the great sword, running away just out of rage and just doing that. Pillar. Oh, so. Um. But yeah, that fight was very. I don't know how close it was in the end, actually. I mean, we uh, all walked out of it. I don't think anyone. I mean, you all walked out. out of it. Um. But yeah, I'm happy with I it. I got the suplex at T Rex in that fight. I think. Or it might be another one. I think that was a different fight. I don't think any of them... Maybe there was a polymorph. I don't know. The mage might have had polymorph. Um, but yeah, I think if Silva was there, it would have been a lot different. Because um, yeah. oh, yeah. Silva was CR 22. 
Um, he was a um, a planetar, wasn't he? Uh, he his base very roughly was a um, a solar. Oh right. So um, okay. So he was the same as the well base would have been the same as that weird guy from Strahd, the one who was making the uh, the Frankenstein creature. No. Oh no, he, he was, was a, an a, abbot. A, 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 no, no, the abbot, abbot was, uh, was. He had a, um, his own character, but he was like a, 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 a diva, a diva, a, a, a diva, diva. Yeah, that was it. Yeah. Diva, yeah. So a solar is uh, a uh, mainly a bow uh, wielder. Like yeah. uh, the solar normal stat block is CR twenty one. Um, I may I changed it a lot from its original because Silvar was barely a solar anymore. He just had. Uh, sort of that essence, mm. and he—if he was there, he would have. It would have been a horrible fight. It would have been a bloodbath, I think, because mm. uh, he had legendary actions. One of his legendary actions was to command an ally to attack. He could have done a lot of stuff, and his his thing was he could subtract rolls and uh, steal your hit dice and do it as damage. Um, what which, the fuck? Which he did do in that fight a while later when you were in the book. Um. Because that fight thought, later on was like was, when we was fought easy. him again. Yeah, that was, that was, was easy. much easier. Yeah. Yeah, because obviously he yeah. he was built for like he wasn't yeah. built to be impossible. He was built to be a strong villain. I, at that I think point, if he'd have been there and we hadn't have had the out of the book, because this is the problem. Or you mentioned it. Like you expect us to run away. Typically, no. I know. I know. I know. You don't like. I don't know. Parties don't. I know. Parties don't like to run away. But I thought. After two of you go down, you're going to move. Um, Disagree. I think I think we'd have stayed there, and they, we it would have been a TPK. Okay, well I'm happy it wasn't. I mean, to be yeah, completely yeah. fair, you did make the fight happen in a 300 feet deep hole. Yeah, that was the other you, thing. There wasn't an easy route. Out, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I wanted it to be difficult, and yeah. but you know, I didn't plan for you guys to die, and you didn't die. Like I'm looking now, Silva's lowest stat was 20. Yeah. What um, the shit? Yeah, the, the highest CR uh, gods and devils uh, just just get obscene. I think. Yeah, like, his highest, his lowest stat was twenty, and his highest was thirty. Like he was strong. Um, but yeah, you guys managed to escape from that with relatively unscathed, um, for the most part. Then this is where we then Siegfried left at the end of that session, mm. and then this is where I think we had a. Two week break or it's, something. In yeah, real we. Life. Yeah, I think it was like a. It wasn't Christmas. It was like summer. It was something like holiday. that. Yeah. Yeah, and um, then we came back and we like jumped can... forward. Uh, no, we had we didn't. Um, well, we... no, we we travelled to what I yeah, think yeah. of now in retrospect as the campaign proper, where we did the stuff with um, yes, Lol, the icons. Yeah, the, so we went. What well, I uh, actually was one of my favourite ever dungeon crawls. It wasn't a because it was only two sessions, but. Because we we got to we had the the fight in the forest with the dry. Well, I'll remind one thing at the because that changed a lot in terms of the game, not in terms of like the us as a group rather than just the game. Because uh, Siegfried uh, slash Elijah left, and before that, um, Pastor well, left. Yeah, yeah. Well, they uh, left that same the thing. Same week, wasn't it? It, it was the same. It's actually the same session. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, give me one second. Sorry. Oh, sorry. So um, I think he was mad about something with Artie and yeah, us well, that, 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 thing is... well on that, yeah. No, but so as a from from that like prologue, 
were there any as a player um for instance, were there any bits that you specifically like fondly remember anything that stuck out to you as something you hadn't done before that was you know really really out there or anything that particularly stood out as memorable or particularly fun Because for me, it no, there was that particular that first part of it, and I know you don't like travel, but controversially, I really like traveling. No, I don't mind travel. I just don't like to DM it. I find you've got you've got to let the party fill the time, and that's the hard bit. Is 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 trusting them to fill the time, and I try to give give everyone as many weird like you know, things as possible and try to, to keep it moving. I think that was really good. But for me, for that early session, there was a, for, for the bit that really stood out for those first, I think, 10 sessions. It was a quite well, a long so time. So I'll say you, session 11 was when you guys went to Dumaran, which is where you saw the lol, icon of lol. Yeah, so, well, so those first 10 sessions, the bit that stood out to me and the bit that I remember most fondly was Indigo getting his dynamite gun, which was never, <laughs> I think we used it once in combat. And I, I think it was tried like three or four yeah. times out of combat, but that whole sequence of going to that dead guy's house, Excellent, and, yeah. um, and just just that was st- the stupid shit that we did there for me was just peak. It was it was so funny. Axel was fun. Yeah, uh, he was a character I wanted to play, um, but I just never got the chance, and I hate artifices. Yeah, he uh, was so fun. I, I mean. There was stuff there like we could have. I mean, it seems I, like he was a one-note guy, but it was funny. Well, I think we could have spent longer where we were. I think we could have spent much longer in New Haxon, and that's we could have spent why a I, lot longer in New Haxon. Yeah, I, I there was a load of stuff there that I wanted to keep going back to. Like there was because I had the Explorer's Guide to Wild Mountain book, and I was like, oh, you know, if we we go here, we can do uh, X, Y, Z, and we just it just for whatever reason we just didn't touch on it again and i just thought oh it's such a shame because it's such it's such a rich area of stuff to do but um yeah for me it was there was a couple of bits and it was it was dynamite in um the oh, yeah. girls room the and then it was the blow the corners <laughs> the blow-ins which i know you hated but like, I, hate I, thought, it. I never used I it. it was okay and then there was the the bit of the dynamite gun that really really <laughs> made me laugh. dynamite but, gun was funny yeah. So obviously we kind of like derail. Well, I won't say derail. We kind of repositioned where the the, the campaign went a, little, went a little bit there, and we had this like short two week break. Um, as I think we this doing. is the point as well that we jumped from uh, two two sessions of audio for one yes, game session to just one just session. Add one one yeah one. yeah yeah one on one, which I like and, better. Yeah, it's a lot. It's uh, three hours is a lot for people. To it's a lot. It. Yeah, it's a lot longer. I mean, obviously, people have time to listen to it. They have to listen to it in one go. But I think it's better because I do like that we are now closer to the releases. I yeah. don't. It's. It makes me nervous that we're the same week. Um, oh, we won't. But, it's only, literally only this week. I've already. I've, there's like six weeks of stuff back. Okay, cool. Back, back, back um, like it made it, but I think it's nicer because I didn't like the fact that we. Recorded a session and then three months later it comes out and I'm already yeah. I'm like what happened then yeah. I don't remember yeah so so talking about obviously we had players that came and went um, and one of the big problems that I can't have as a DM is balancing the game around ever increasing and ever scaling characters some uh-huh. of, and and th- th- this is twofold really because you have some people who min max 
and yeah. that's fine. That's a valid way to play, and you know they they make the most out of every turn in terms of damage output. So you're going to be looking at one character whose average would be two d six, or two, so let's say two d ten plus four at ninth level. Um, so uh, so once a turn, so they're dealing on average uh, like twenty damage per per turn, but. That, that that's about right for the average, but if you look at a min-maxer, they're pushing 30-32, and then you throw in magical items, and then you throw in wild sub yeah, yeah. and you throw in combinations, and that number sometimes hits 40-50 per turn regularly, and that becomes mm. really hard to, like, not only to combat in an effective way, but becomes very hard to reward players, and I think when we come to the end of the game, you'll see it, because there's a big... No, yeah, I do struggle. Bit, ...towards yeah. the end, like... Uh, and this is this is something I come across all the time because I love giving cool shit away, <laughs> yeah. and it just the, the power just scales and scales and scales. And we were joking about it, but in like three sessions before the end, I literally said I dump all these magical weapons on the table and walk away from it because I have no like yeah. I was yeah. carrying I, I think I was carrying three plus three swords, and Damiel didn't have like any opportunity to use them, and so. Obviously, you got all these these wildly scaling things, but what at that point as a DM was the hardest thing to factor in? Like, was it um, a character or was it like I, I don't know? It was it was strange because obviously at the point we are in the campaign, um, you're still Indigo, mm. and we still have Dorothy, and at this point it's relatively it's not too bad, um, because you know I think the only like. Strong magic item we had, I think, was the Wither Whale. Yeah, but and that, that was—I like, don't yeah. think too strong. I think that was it wasn't too strong. Really yeah, nice yeah. So I mean, but I think it's like the—I think that was like the best weapon you guys had. Um, I mean, as a as a DM, when because I I I suffered the same fate as you do, James. Uh, I love to give stuff out. And I love to make cool custom stuff, as you guys very well know. Um, I think I, I approach it in a very toxic way, and I say there's always a bigger fish. Uh, stri- straight from Star Wars, <laughs> make it bigger. Yeah, <laughs> give it more, give it more health, give it more damage, balance it out. I think that's my. It's not a good solution a lot of the time, but I think at least in this campaign it worked mm. because I mean I would say a lot of the fights were relatively balanced. Um, I don't think I, I think. I mean, it's hard to hard to agree with that because, and this isn't a criticism, but they were heavily weighted in our favour because I, there was only a handful of instances when I genuinely thought, okay, we could die here. Uh, there was the, um, the 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 fight on the boat with Indigo, yeah, but yeah. I don't think you intended that to be a, no, as fatal as it was. <laughs> no, I didn't. Uh, but like, literally before, like two minutes before that fight started, I was like, I leave my sword inside. Oh, I was <laughs> like, you should have you seen me. You should have seen my face. I was like, oh, shit. Oh, shit yeah, you shit. said, I keep my sword and armor inside. No, because, thing yeah, was. I, was, I was mentioning throughout all of those days that it, like the weather is perfectly getting worse, and I mentioned yeah, and I that. I was like, okay, he must want to get rid of my sword. And I was like, oh, shit. Uh, shit, uh, shit. And then it was like, then, then the thing you said was like, uh, you, you were the one at the boat, and I'm so happy Alecky was there. <laughs> oh my god, if Alecky wasn't there, it would have been horrible, because they rolled stealth, and they got Alecky's passive perception, which I think was one or two above yours, so you wouldn't have seen shit. <laughs> but this you would have just like... got stabbed. 
I, I, to that point, like, as soon as that fight happened, I was like, in the end, I was like, I was 90% sure he was dead. Uh, and obviously, we just had the new subclass brought in, which yeah, I, I wish it had a bit longer to, like, yeah. experiment. Yeah. I mean, I made it, I intentionally made the subclass very similar to Fathomless, just to not change it too much. Yeah, there's a couple of cool things. I'd, it was, there, was was some, there was changes, obviously. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, like, a lot of the abilities, like, it essentially had a lot of the, it, it was essentially using the same thing like the tentacle did but just in a different mm. form yeah and it's like it was like a really not a nerf version but it was like a a more reliable version of smite if i remember i could deal additional damage on us to hit but you know i, we just I also gave you movement with like a teleport yeah thing, and, and yeah. the the armor as well um so there's some really cool stuff in there that just never you know never came up due to like him dying and uh, that, I, like that, the... I think that was about halfway through the campaign so uh, that... that was session i'll tell you it's like I think it's like twenty five. I think in, in I on my like, book. I, don't I know if it's think it. I think it was set uh, episode twenty five. Um, yeah. But it was not that far in. It was like session twenty two, twenty one. No, it's like earlier than that. 20, um, uh, Indigo died at the end of session seventeen. Okay. I, li- I also like that this was the session after we did the deal with. Uh, yeah, I know. The outcome about yeah, we're, if you don't skip die, I will be the solstice. Well, I mean, like, I mean, we don't want to do like, oh my god. Well, like an episode by episode re- retrospective. Yeah, yeah. I'm just trying to go quick through. Yeah, like, it, but that so those, those two when we were in hell when it was Alexi and the abyss. Video, uh, um, that was really fun. I yeah, really that was funny. That was I. That's the. I do want to ask though. Um going back slightly to where I was, um, you guys attacked Dumaran and fought uh, the icon of Loth, and this is where everything kicked off, where you learnt stuff about what I had planned for the future. Um, this is also where... Uh, I'll go to that in a second. So yeah, you fought the icon of Zodiac as the icon yeah, of Loth left... Yeah. Sorry, the icon and Zodiac. Oh. Um, so yeah, you uh, you fought him, and I think that was a decent fight. It was I was he wasn't going to kill you. He was he was playing with you essentially. Um, you did get him like I think you had about a hundred health at the end of that fight. I don't know. He was still fine. Um, but yeah, so you fought that. You met Zodiac. You met the oh no, you met the icon. He gave you the cards, uh, and then. The next session was the one that I liked a lot because it was you guys going deeper into Dumaran and you had the dreams. Oh yeah, they the were nightmares. Cool. Yeah, those nightmares. Um I think they were really fun. <laughs> yeah, they and were. <laughs> I originally, I think I mentioned it, they were way more deadly. <laughs> um well, it was like a killer, wasn't it? Oh, it was Phantasmal, Phantasmal Killer. killer. Yeah. It was Phantasmal Killer, which is I think it was what? How much was it? Like two d ten or four d ten around? It's something dumb like that. Um, but I I want to know what you guys thought of those nightmares because uh, I found them fun to uh, make because I was just I asked all of you, hey, what's your biggest fear? And this is where you know Indigo had his uh, being you know not being in control uh, thing, and then. Aleki, yours was a reenactment of when your sister died. 
Oh, um, it, w- it was my sister on top of me choking me out and blaming me or something like that. Uh, yeah, it went from uh, you that scene from multiple perspectives to then your sister shouting at you saying you stole her name and stuff like that. It was dark. Um, and then because when so Indigo's nightmare came up, um, which was good because it was a so in the uh, uh exandria wiki this isn't from the explorer's guide to wildmouse and the wiki uh there was a fight between the uh servants of zahir and the followers of the wild mother and the wild mother herself uh i think this is during the calamity made before it um, and I took that because I was like, Zaheer is linked to Ukatoa, so it makes sense. And uh, Indigo is kind of a follower of the Wild Mother, a little bit. Mm. Um, it didn't really come up for Indigo. It didn't come up. But, I remember know, it was at first there. it was something different, and then I kind of reconsidered. Oh, no, it might have been for Damiel. Damiel had picked like a really. Oh, yeah, Damiel had picked the Moonweaver. That was it. Yeah, yeah, that was it. And, um, but yeah, so I. I wanted, because I, originally in this campaign, I wanted there to be a lot of links to the Calamity in times of old, which I did get in. Um, but, you know, that was a link to that, and I thought it was a fun thing, because I I like doing dreams and nightmare stuff. I find it really fun uh, to just sort of, because it's like reality, but you bend it, and you, you know, it it is what you want it to be. It doesn't have to follow any laws. And I found it really fun, but I remember... In that moment, um, I, when you, as this weird snake creature, uh, I think it was a UNT, uh, saw this, you know, the figure that I described, um, I said, make a religion check with advantage, and you didn't roll high enough, it was a DC 14, so you didn't know it was the Wild Mother. I was like, for fuck's sake. Um, <laughs> I feel like it was obvious, but. Oh, I don't know, so I, I have no yeah. idea. Um, uh, I, I, I liked felt... that sequence. I thought it was funny because it, obviously the thing with D&D is I think a lot of fights boil down to um, action economy a lot of the time and yeah. they don't make sense because one of the things with Daniel is when I first made him was I wanted him to be a coward and that doesn't play in D&D. You can't be a cowardly character. Yeah. You have to be a proactive character. So um, I think that was really nice because we get... Like, obviously we didn't see it but as listeners... Well, and you know, as players, we got to hear other things as well. But no, I really mm. enjoyed that bit. I just wanted to, um, I, I liked it because it explored characters a bit more. Because, yeah, you know, well, knowing someone's also, fear is a big thing. It's also just a really good wider part of that, um, like s- session, or because I say that was one of the only dungeon crawls that I've ever truly enjoyed because uh, they, they can be pretty dry, like they can, yeah, uh, I like yeah. the role, role play side of things, and they can, yeah, I find dungeon boring. crawls very. Uh, try yeah a lot of the time um which is the reason i murdered the guy in strut uh i didn't want to do a dungeon crawl um but yeah i mean it was only like two rooms or something it was like one room the nightmare room and then stairs then the prison um but yeah then in that prison you met siren's brother who was i forgot the creature the wolf um he, he wasn't a wolf. It was a. It was like a demon. Werewolf? Of some, no, it was a demon of some sort. I've forgotten what it was. Uh, Lycan? No, it's not a werewolf. <laughs> it's not a werewolf. Oh, 
Um, it was just Wolf. Teen Wolf, the TV it was show. Dire Wolf. Uh, oh, here it is. It was a a Bargeist. Oh yeah, 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 Bargeist. Yeah. Um, yeah. which Double is like name. that's the name of the creature. Um, but like they are um, fiendish sort of uh, things, but they are sort of um, they're almost like wolves from Lord of the Rings. Um, but they a main part of them is they go from this like wolf and beast thing to a goblin, which I was like, this makes sense. Um, but yeah, in that scene, uh, I had him say like, go to Bazazan or something like Thalus knows, but you just never went there. Uh, you went there too late. Um, yeah, that's also where you met the, um, not the angel, the Asimar guy who gave the prophecy for what was going to happen. Oh um, yeah. The guy with the weird shit on his face. Yeah. <laughs> um, which, you know, I've used a lot of prophecies and stuff in this campaign. I like them. Um, so, yeah. at this point, you had the, like, the full idea of um, the icons, specifically icon of Asmodeus betraying the betrayer god. Had that kind of, like, solidified uh, in your mind by this point? I knew what I wanted to do was... Um, I wanted to uh, have all of the icons be doing what they're doing for a different reason because i think it's boring if because you know i said earlier they're all evil for evil's sake um and so what i uh did was i tried to think of a, like why each of them be doing it and so i linked mm. so tharisden and the icon of tharisden uh she was like the the follower she was the one who was going to bring it back bring uh Tharazin back if it was going to happen like she was gung-ho about doing it um and i also linked very uh peripherally and roughly each of the icons to one of the seven deadly sins um so the icon of Tharazin was wrath uh the icon of Asmodeus was pride um and the icon of Lolf was envy very mm. roughly it was just sort of to keep um to keep me in check so i knew what they were going to do and it also helped me link to w why they were doing it yeah. uh well, yeah. i will say about the icons obviously i think the one we the, if i was to give one of them like a major antagonist title it would be therasden yeah I think so she I. was the one we fought i think we fought her the most yeah I, I I maybe we fought didn't, three but... or four times we, um, I just felt that we came across her more than four times. Uh, I think, yeah, four. So you fought her... So yeah, so after this session, you went back to Asarius, and that's where you met the icon of Tharizdun, and you had the first fight with her, which is where Sarum got stolen. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I think you fought the icon of Tharizdun four times. The first time being then, second time being at the end of the Abyss. Uh... Maybe it was just three. Oh, no, no, yes, that fourth time being in Bazazan, um, where she killed Varen, and, then, Varen, and yeah. then the last one being in Icehaven. Yeah. So I, I, if I were to give one of them, uh, yeah, the like, big bad evil moniker, it would have been her. Yeah. I also thought she was um, the most mechanically interesting of the lot, um, because she, I think she had like bard levels or something. She was a full 18th level tragedy bard. Um, her bard stuff didn't really come up, which is annoying. 
um, which which I was a bit sad with. But you know, it's hard to force uh, it. Like, yeah, yeah, I couldn't force. It. I I could have done it, and I think it maybe would have made some stuff interesting because the tragedy bud is, as the name suggests, very. Uh, you know, it's very almost like theatrical. Um, let me find it. Uh, it is one. Um, what is it? Um, it's one from the Taldore um, guide, which is the Taldore Reborn guide, which was, which is you know one of the other contents of Wildmount uh, of Exandria, sorry, which is another one Matt Mercer made. Um, it's a really fun one because it. It, oh, it's no longer available. Never mind. It's fine. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's a really fun one because it has a lot of things where I know one of the abilities was you can increase uh, a person's AC and crit range and stuff like that. But it, at the end of the minute, they knock, they go unconscious or something like that. Um, and then they have a lot of things where it's like if someone rolls a nat one, you gain a bardic inspiration back um, and stuff like that. It was really... It's a really fun one. Uh, but yeah, her whole thing, you know, she was a summoner, essentially. She had people to do her bidding. She was she was strong alone, but her because she's a bard, she is not, you know, built on for one-on-one, so she was, you know, she always had someone with her, which is why every time you fought her, she had someone with her. I think she when, did well. Like, I say she, uh, from my point of view, was definitely the one that, we struggled against the most. That fight with her at the end, um, yeah, in Icehaven yeah. was epic. Like that, that was an epic fight for all of us. There was no if, and, or buts or maybes about it. It was just, it was a really tough fight. Uh, you know, we had people up and down. Um, even yeah, like died. Yeah, Alecki <laughs> died. Uh, Damiel got hit, and he, you know, he wasn't hugely involved in. Um, like getting involved in fights until that point, because if you remember rightly, I think Damiel only got hit, like even touched a handful of times uh, that by direct attacks because of a couple of. Yeah, different I think he only just got. I think he just got hit by uh, like lightning bolts and stuff. Yeah, so he, like he very rarely got attacked, which was wild from my point of view because I thought I'm going to get hunted down and killed if I carry on like this. Um, <laughs> I um, wanted to, but it yeah, didn't make sense. Yeah, it never made sense. And I think she was the only one we had like a recurring. Her, uh, I know like Zodiac came up a lot, but I felt the main connection with Lol was between Sirim there, even though Tarazdan kind of did more with him. But when Sirim died, which I think that's the only part I wish we'd kind of like shed a little more light on, was Sirim going evil and then dying. Because yeah. from Daniel's point of view, it kind of just happened. Like there was this silent. Because, like, I don't know, because in, in Strahd and in other games, Sneaky was really, like, vocal, and um, when we were... I can't remember what his character's name was in Strahd. Boo. When uh, Boo was Boo, in Strahd, yeah. um, you know, he had... It, it was very clear what he was doing. It, it, like, you know, we had... Yeah. Um, he had a real personality as a player, and maybe it was... I don't know, but that just didn't come across as much for Sirem. Um oh, And a lot well, of... Sirem is a quiet character in general. Yeah, well, a lot of it was happening behind the screen as well. It's like, oh, you know, this is, you know what this is. Oh, I know what this is. Kind of like, <laughs> yeah, of yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, and, so when, so obviously you two and Molly, even though Artie wasn't there, traveled to the abyss um, to go after Siren. <laughs> uh, 
uh, where you met your favourite NPC, apart from Ceres, uh, the boatman. Oh, yeah. Um, what's the name? What's the name? Uh, Rory? I can't remember now, but the thing uh, with that was I, I like microdosed uh, just yeah. before that session, and so uh, I listened back to it and I was like, oh my god, I'm so out of it. Yeah, it was um, Rory, I think. Rory, um, yeah. Uh, and then that's where you also met. Uh, oh, what was her name? Samuel's sister. Oh, uh, I liked her, actually, she was. Uh, I, I did enjoy her as a NPC. Uh, I just thought, again, she was uh, one that had quite a distinctive personality. And I, when she died, when she got power killed, I was actually really disappointed that we wouldn't get to like interact with her more. I thought she was really what fun. What's her name? Hallie. That was. Hallie. That was it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like cool. She had a cool personality. She had cool abilities, and then she just kind of got beefed, and I was like, "Oh, yeah, that's a shame. yeah." Uh, it was partially. I, I was. So obviously, yeah, you went, and then you, 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 we went to the the, the, the toilet of the abyss, um, <laughs> and fought the icon. And during that fight, um, I knew I wanted to power word kill something. <laughs> I, didn't, <laughs> I, I didn't know what, um, but I knew I wanted to do it. Um, and I didn't know whether to powered kill. I, I didn't want to do it to one of you two because that was just mean. Um, or or Molly. Or, or I guess Artie was there for that one, or Artie. Um, but I knew I wanted to do powered kill someone only mainly to show how strong they actually were. Um, I didn't. I was torn between Callie or Samuel because Samuel's in that fight as well. Um, I ended up going with Callie in the moment because. Samuel had just been introduced. Um, I also toyed with powered killing si- unconscious Siren. <laughs> um, but that would have been equally as mean. Um, but yeah, I wanted, I, I enjoyed Callie a lot. She was really fun. I almost brought her back, similar way I brought back Indigo, um, as like a thrall or, you know, a uh, dominated person. Mm. Um, but I was like, it doesn't it doesn't hit that hard because um, I mean, obviously, only you two really matter. I'm not counting Artie because he wasn't there. Mm. Um, and like, it felt weird to try and force um, a Samuel backstory when uh, Tanuki was not that into Samuel. <laughs> yeah, uh, I felt so bad about that. You don't understand. I, mean, I felt so bad about it. His- <laughs> I mean, we'll, we'll probably come to this pretty soon, but yeah. obviously when, at this point, we've had a couple of people, you know, we, we had two or three people leave the campaign for whatever reason, and then we uh, had, it, it was quite, it was almost immediately after this, we had Indigo die. Um, and uh, they, Yeah, it was, it was after pretty much hell. the next session, it was after wasn't hell. it? Yeah. yeah, it was two sessions or, after two the sessions fight. Later. Yeah. Um, and then we had Indigo die, which I know was a big point, is a big character moment for Indigo, obviously, and for some of the others. But when, <laughs> yeah, stop uh, what, 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 when you, when I said, "Oh, I'm going to let you know what happens to Indigo," and then I told you that maybe like even that night, I was like, "No, he's he's dead." Dang. I'm going to I'm going to play another character. What did that do to your plans? Like, um, well, it, well, it was sort of I don't say lucky, um, that. When you met the icon Rasmodius, you gave him the orb, um, because I, I definitely would. So I even went from the moment I knew you guys were going to go on the water. I was like, Ukato was going to come up no matter what, like something to do with it. 
Um, and I, when Indigo, when you said Indigo is dead and he's not going to come back, I was like, hmm, because what a vet, it, bitch. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> no. So I was. I mean, obviously, it was your choice. At the end of the day, I was. I was. I want annoyed. Isn't the right word. Um. I don't no, know what I mean, the right there was word all that, is. As I say, like, there was all that inertia of story behind him. No, yeah, yeah, that's what the main thing was. It was going to change how I approached things. Mm. Um, because... Um, and obviously, Indigo dying made the Icon Osmo just come back to the fight. Um, yeah, Indigo dying... I, in the moment, I was like, oh, shit. Uh, I'm going to have to write, change some stuff. Uh, I can't really remember now, but I know it definitely made me think. It made me stop going down the Ugatoa thread, and it made me drop the Sunken Pearls more, because they yeah. were mainly... I mean, obviously they were just villains, but they were, you know, linked to Indigo. Um, and I was like, it doesn't make sense for them to come up again, or at least, you know, in some way. If Indigo is not there, it just doesn't. He, I mean, Molly would have some stake and Alec would have some stake, but it just doesn't make sense anymore. Um, and um, it also, I mean, immediately I thought, can I bring him back? I don't know. I'll think about it. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was a, it was a moment in time, and I was mainly nervous to see what you did did afterwards. Mm. It was well. I mean, from my point of view, when when you said Indigo came back, I was I uh, I was surprised when we saw him, but I wasn't surprised you brought him back as a character. But the only thing I wish was that we'd got to speak to him more because obviously he'd gone from me RPing him to him being portrayed as this brooding, silent, not Indigo. We didn't know yeah. what was going on. We didn't get an answer. The anti-Indigo. I, I knew you wanted me. Like you were desperate for us to kill him. And I didn't know if that was you trying um, to force the, the the group to make a, a decision you knew they'd regret, or that, that, that so you didn't have to like RP this complete <laughs> another act out of the character. Um, um, well, a few things were going through my mind uh, during that. I I didn't think you guys were going to kill him. I kind of wanted it to happen because I thought it was a good, uh, you know, a good choice. Not not a good choice, but you know, a Big choice, yeah. yeah. Um, I I thought about it, and so I I never really went into it. But once um, Indigo had died, um, so since you made the pact with the icon of Asmodeus, um, you weren't obviously his soul wasn't forfeit to the icon. It was uh, it was a different deal. Sorry, I keep burping. Um, so I, I was thinking uh, how to bring him back because I wanted to do something with him, mm. um, and I, I came up with the idea that uh, at that point, um, Indigo's soul was still there, but similar to what happened in the one shot that we did yesterday. <laughs> Uh, he he was present for it, but it wasn't him. If that makes sense. Yeah. Um, he was more like a husk that the icon was puppeting. Mm. 
Mm. Uh, the iPhone is meant to be puppeting at that point. Um, so, at, yeah. like from Peru, from your side, obviously there was quite a good relationship between um, Indigo and like the whole party. It was it was unusual in the fact that I think he was the one who got on with most people. Like he. What? Oh, sorry, man. Yes. No, so so how did how was it for you when you know you joined that next session and uh you know uh Tarano said yeah Indigo's dead he's not coming back what was it like as a player like as because obviously as well I wasn't even in the chat yeah we made sure I was so happy with that Uh, I made sure to have you off to leave suspense (laughs) it was great. Oh yeah, I was really sad. I think it was fucking devastating. <laughs> because up to that point, I think she mainly interacted with Indigo and Molly. Yeah. And she yeah, saw Indigo as, as like, well, not on all accounts, but like the person to be, because he was like outgoing, like he was not afraid to speak his mind or anything. And uh, losing that was like a huge blow to Aleki. Yeah, and that, that's when you picked up the weapon as well. First yeah. weapon. Yeah. Well, I think first it went like Siren wanted it. And yeah, I, Siren I, wanted it. I decided to write like a will and then, not will, but you know what I mean? Like a. Um... Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, a moment thing. for everyone. To yeah. do that, um, to, to, yeah, like, like a like a bequest. And my first thought was for Molly or Aleki to have it. Um, and then Siren was like, "Oh, I, I want it, and I want the yeah." Uh, oh my the... god! I was like, ah, but it was quite funny when I joined. Yeah, on, I, I, I hopefully. Well, I know uh, Damon was completely different. Cutting out. Um, it, it, oh. Being I can my audio keeps glitching. Yeah, I'll just, just drop out and rejoin. Yeah, it's just farting about. I don't know why. Let's have a look. Oh, yeah, zero bells. That's why. Hello? Yellow. Orange. Uh, oh, no, not orange. I'm kind of <laughs> sorry if I'm muting myself constantly. My sister is talking in the background. Yeah, we can phone. hear it. Don't worry. Yeah. Speak. A bit weird. You sound like you're in a fish tank. Is that? Is that? Oh, wait. Uh, hang on, wait. There we go. No, you sound better now. Yeah. Okay. Don't know what happened there. Uh, no, but yeah. Uh, that what was, was the train of thought. Uh, uh, so it was. It was uh, Indigo's death to the yes. to Daniel. So I'd gone. What it was for me, and this is how I come. I come up with characters based around a like character concept rather than a mechanical one. Yes. And it was. Um, what I wanted to do was obviously we'd had Indigo, who was this force of nature, who was changed 
like the win. Uh, he, well, he, he was he was difficult to work with, but he was like at heart a good person, and you know always wanted to do the right thing, but like wasn't quite sure what that right thing was. Um, to someone who was literally the polar, yeah, literally <laughs> the polar opposite. We had someone who knew what he was doing was right because it, if it wasn't right, he wouldn't be doing it. He had no time whatsoever for anybody else. Like he he was all about his own pride and his own yeah. drives and he was very so you know indigo was water and damiel was steel yeah uh, damiel that, that, was he was rough. a lot yeah he, and i thought that would be really fun and like when when we when he joined which was you know if if, if my memory is serving right it would have been like the 18th uh, uh, I'll tell you. Uh, yes yeah, you're right. So he joined in. Obviously, we spent a little bit of time talking about what he was going to do and why he would join the party. And so, obviously, um, my wife had gone missing. <laughs> my wife. And so we got to the the cave, and I don't know what the mentality was for you when you got it there, but I very much got the impression that once we got into Yagora, you were like, okay, there we go. That's, I'm never going to mention his wife again. No, no. <laughs> no. It was not. No, no, it was not. I, I had all the intentions to... That sounds like a buy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I had every intention. No, no, no. I did. At some point, I wanted to bring her in somehow. I didn't know how yet. Mm. Um, I knew you would have got some knowledge from Yagora somehow. Wasn't too sure yet. Um, oh, yeah, Sarah was also here for this, wasn't she? Yeah. Um, yeah, so you met uh, what's his name? Ballista? Ballestina? Ballestina, like yeah. Uh, the uh, Indigo Duplicate. Indigo Duplicate. And that yeah. was really, not in annoying, but in retrospect, hilarious. No, I know. Initially, I had, I was I had her... Through. I know. <laughs> I had her... Because, you know, yeah, you... you um, Indigo had died, um, but I had already knew what I was going to do, so I already had her... <laughs> Uh, and then you then to go down. I don't think I have the sheet in it, which is weird. Um, probably deleted it. Uh, but yeah, so Indigo had died, uh, and I was like, "Oh, this is gonna be a sting now." Um, <laughs> it was. Oh no, it was ba- Baptisia. That was what it was. That was it. Yeah. Um, where is it? I'll find it. Baptisia Everthorn. Um, yeah, and. Uh, <laughs> I had originally made her just to be a dumb joke for you, <laughs> um, because I would have been like, um, because um, it's you know just funny seeing basically a indigo duplicate. Um, the name Baptisia is actually a flower called, uh, also known as the false indigo, <laughs> um, which is really funny. Um, and I thought it would have been just a funny joke, and then you died, and I was like, "This is this is gonna hurt now." Uh, but I kept it because I thought it would have been. It's a, it was a good moment because I remember Damiel running to her because I, I described a female form, mm. and then Molly running to her because I described someone who looked kind of like Indigo. <laughs> um, I remember that being really funny, and then her just being the most clueless. Uh, timid person. Well, initially, I was gonna play the uh, a, 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 a like a star form druid, 
Yeah. And then you're like, oh, I've got a druid. I would have just changed. I would have just changed it. Yeah, I know. But I was like, no, it's all right. You know what? I've just, I've just come off the back of playing a druid. I'm gonna play another bard. Um, and you know, uh, and it just went downhill from there. um, Definitely went downhill. Uh, Yeah. I mean, I, 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 in all honesty, though, like I genuinely think the conflict that he brought to the inner party showed us a lot more of the other characters because he wasn't a no dead he was a no but he did piss me off so much i know it was great i loved it <laughs> like there was times that i was sitting there as you guys were arguing, I was like oh my god just shut the fuck up <laughs> <laughs> i was i was just oh my god because like at, at one point it's funny and then oh, at I the know se- there was one it went on for like an hour and then it there was some point where you're just you're actually just arguing and I'm just like, oh my god, this it's been we have like a three and a half hour session. You've spent a third of that arguing, and it's like, Jesus Christ. It was it was the um it was the letter to go to Yeah, yeah. The yeah that thingy. Was the that was that was the yeah. one, yeah. But I mean the the other stuff I mean, what I tried to make him do was he was, I think, very nice to he didn't really interact much with Nissa, which was a real shame because I think Amber's fantastic. I'm so glad we found her. She's such a funny Yeah, she's really good. Such a funny player. Um, but the uh the, I wish I'd had, I'd had more to say with Nissa because he kind of argued with Molly and Nissa was like backing <laughs> up Molly. Just <laughs> yeah. like bitching about me in the background. And it was it was really funny. And then like, he, I think I wanted him to get on really well with Alecky because I think because she was like a little bit, you know, uh, quiet but not timid at this point. And then it didn't, I don't think it's all engaged with. Uh, I feel like he probably said like three words to him the entire uh, session. Well, I just don't think he, like, because we weren't together that long. There was, we yeah, were yeah, in, it was, it was, Yugora, it was Yugora, yeah. And then we came out of Yugora. Yeah, also, Tanuki was died. gone for one of the Yugora. Yeah, sessions, so I just so. don't feel like we spoke to him much. And then he came back as Samuel. And this is the point, I think, because that's when you thought, right, it's going to be two or three sessions. I was like, it's like five max, and then it was 20 more. Uh. Yeah, it was wild. But the thing was, like, stuff kept happening, because, like, I'm within the same boat where you go, okay, we're near the end, but I really want to do X, Y, Z with them. And, you know, we had the the, the the fight at Christmas with the mirror versions of ourselves, which was almost a five-hour session. It was very long, but it was very fun. Um, We had... What else did we have? We had, I mean, all we had the whole Vasselheim stuff. Yeah, the, all the Vasselheim stuff. Because at one point, I didn't know this until I like looked into it because uh, I've been watching the Critical Role show. Yeah, um, we went from Wildmount to Taldore, and I didn't realize. Well, I actually did. One... You didn't go to Taldore. You went to Asilra, which is oh, beyond. Well, you know you what know... I mean, though. Uh, yeah, out of <laughs> which is weird. You you went to every continent except. Taldori. <laughs> oh, okay. I oh, thought Vasselheim was in Taldori. That, so it, it goes if if you're at the, if you're at the map if you're if it's a square map going from left to right it's Basilora which is where Vasselheim is then it's Taldori then it's Wildmount then below Wildmount's the Shattered Teeth and then below Taldori is Marquette. Mm. It's yeah. Okay. Well, we spent a lot of time outside of Wildmount, which I I didn't realize. I thought Wildmount was like the planet name, and then I realized <laughs> it was Exandria. I was like, yeah. oh. Oh, um, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, that, that made yeah. me laugh. The, I, I'm sort of, uh, I enjoyed it enough, but I am sort of, not regretting, but I think the Yagora bit was weak. No, I liked it. I think the, the problem was, is we had, there was two things that were happening there. We were just getting to know my new character and 
I know that I can sometimes pull focus, so it's, it's hard, especially with the bard. No, I was laughing. Very clear... I was laughing so hard when you ran around in circles and started breaking down. Yeah. Oh I my was... god, it was so good. Yeah, I was like, that was happening. We didn't have a map, and like yeah. because I mean, I know you didn't have one either, but you had an I idea did. of where things. Oh, you did. I, I, I remember at one bad... point you like. Yeah, you, you weren't happy with it, but the the bit that I think switched it is I think once we got what we wanted, then we just bamfed out. But there was so yeah. much more we could have done. There was I don't think it was weak. I, I actually think it was quite strong because we had some really good moments with Ceres. We had some really good character moments uh, with like uh, the, the party kind of realising that there are pe- people here who were helping us, but who were helping yeah, us for completely different map. reasons. It was, um, just me. it was just a bad drawing. Uh, there was... Yeah, there, there, so there was the... And then there was the bit with the... Uh, the, the headless horseman guy. or whatever it was. Oh, yeah, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. And then you um, had the, the the unconscious guy who was ancient. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then um, there was this whole thing. I remember you saying that if we'd have taken, like, one right turn, we'd have ended up fighting Asmodeus. Uh, so there was a lot there. I mean, you, mm. I think you only really explored the, the top right. Um, so you started, if you're looking at this map, you started in the center room, where which says Orange Portal Exit and Magisterium. You went down into the plaza, you went into the Herald's Tome, you went up to the Vault of the Golden Scythe, which is where you found the first orb for the Scythe. Uh, then you went up to the Tower of the First Knight, which is where you fought the Headless Horseman guy. Um, <clears throat> then you went to... Ooh, which way did you go first? Oh no, maybe, I don't know. But the Arch Sept is where you met... Uh... Oh, what was his name? Uh, oh, the... The mage. Um, I can't remember. What was his name? Um, Loris. That was it. Uh, you met the mage, and then <laughs> you two had an argument about stealing the book um, and everything, which was interesting. You you made it a lot easier for yourself from the way you. Uh, the order that you went in because if you had went up to and met Loris first and he stayed with you he so when when you found the first orb it was in the hand of a uh, like a robot um and if he was with you he would have animated it to fight you guys mm. um which would have been which was like the first test you actually did explore more than i thought you went to pretty much every place so yeah if you had taken the turn to the Hall of Prophecy, you would have thought the literal uh, left hand of Asmodeus, not like a person, like his literal left hand. Um, like, it would have come out of a cracked mirror and attacked you. Um, you didn't, which was kind of sad. Uh, you you did do most of it, actually. You missed a few things, like the Labyrinth, uh, the Pro- Hall of Prophecies, and the Helm... But they were all just extra stuff. You did most of it. And then when you went to the Hall of Eyes, which was where you fought the... Um, you found the second what, second orb with the, uh, you know, the elven sort of blood guy <laughs> who had the, uh, the saber. Oh, yeah, 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 um, yeah. Oh, yeah, he was quite cool. I quite like him. Was a, he was a cool fight. He was more deadly than I thought because you had Loris afterwards, um, who was a like a 20th level mage. Um... Uh, yeah, so when you went in there, you looked through stuff and found um, uh, some some of Silvar's feathers because Silvar 
was down there at the same time you guys were. <laughs> oh, right, okay. Uh, he was in... If you went into the labyrinth and went into the one labelled Astral Layrite, he was in there messing with stuff. Ah. Uh, and that was a possible thing you could have gone to and fought. I think if we'd have, in retrospect, like, I, I don't know if it was me like, not being... Because obviously Damiel's focus was elsewhere, but yeah. all the stuff about the... Um, uh, you know the 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 orb and the the stuff from the pre calamity stuff. Yeah, like, I mean this so, you know, this whole uh, this whole area was sort of like a a love letter to EXU calamity because I love EXU calamity and this is the setting for it. It is Avalir, which is uh, which is uh, this. It's the, this is the ruins of Avalir, which is what you were exploring. Mm. Um, all of these places on this map came up in the story. Yeah. Uh, like in the mini series, um, with links to it. If if anyone who listened or you know you guys watched it, you would have uh, picked up on some of that stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I it was fun. I mean, I don't like it. It was a dungeon crawl. Um, it was like the big dungeon crawl that you guys did. I really liked them, but I found it fun because it was yeah, big enough. I, I, where I enjoyed it. I, I'll say I enjoyed this one. Yeah, it, was it wasn't good. like a linear path, which is yeah. probably well, it's a why. big. And we had we had we had moments for character stuff. We had um, you know, Ceres, um, uh, like you know, we maybe saying that she'd banged her head because she forgot she had crying <laughs> yeah. and stuff like that. I mean, like so, I was I was juggling. I was juggling. yeah, no, it was fun. It was, it was funny, and then I, I I liked it, and um, I wonder the other. I know we've eaten through time here, but one of the other yeah, things that um, we want I wanted to cover off. Was in Ice Haven uh, before uh-huh. we talked about like the the end fight, um, which I think there's a lot. Let me just see if there's of, anything I want to touch on before that. Yeah. Um, so you went to Agora, and then this is where session after that. Oh, something actually massive I want to cover. Uh, I don't know how I've forgotten since then. So after you went to Agora, you sold the boat and met Nissa, mm-hmm. um, and then subsequently fought uh, Indigo. <laughs> Um, but the, but that's not really what I want to focus on because I want to focus on the, uh, things that were happening in between that and that led to further things. So when you guys are on the boat and during or slightly after your fight with Indigo, uh, well, like I, there was three, there was two of them. Uh, I had, uh, Sarum have two visions, if you recall, um, both of them were the icon of Tharizdun. She killed uh, the... Uh, so she was going through the names on the bounty hunter's blade, uh, if you can remember that. Mm. Um, she killed the other uh, first two. Um, I had Sarum, like, watching. <laughs> um, and then that's what led to you guys going to Varen again. Um, and you never really asked why she was doing it you were just like oh she's evil she's killing people um but i had this whole uh thing planned i didn't know if i wanted to go with it and and obviously it didn't come up but i had a whole thing planned where um so you know obviously the icon of theriston wore the half mask um I had a whole thing planned where um, the three people she killed 
each had, and people on the blades, the same people, uh, each had um, either knowledge of or a piece of the other half of that mask. Mm. Um, it never came up, um, but I wanted, um, you know, to possibly have a full, have a, have the full mask, um, because the mask she had, so Bazazan is built, um, around a ancient, uh, fort of a demon lord, um, and the mask, or like a skull, um, the mask was the skull of that demon lord. Um, oh, right, okay. And I wanted, uh, and each of them had a piece of it. Varen had the biggest piece, um, because, you know, he's around there. Um, but it just never came up, and, I, and since you guys didn't pull on the thread, I didn't have it, because it just didn't make sense to, you know, reveal this massive thing where you guys weren't biting on it. Mm. But it was just a fun thing, and I, I enjoyed describing murders. Uh, so were there any detail. other bits like that where you, like, really hoped we'd... Obviously, there was the some things that we kind of just missed out on, but there were any other plot threads that you thought you'd really laid out there that we just kind of put our fingers in um, our ears about that you can remember? Well, I think a lot of them had to do with the Icon of Thariston as just because she was, as you said, sort of the main one you interface with mm. the most. Um, there was, uh, in that session before the massive fight with, you know, Varian the Icon, the chain, and, you know, all those people, uh, Sirem obviously went to talk to the Icon and the chain before the fight, you know, discuss what was going on. Um... And if he would have stayed around, because he sort of said hi for like two minutes and left. Um, but I was originally going to have, because Naven, you know, the rogue that you were with, that was, you know, uh, like second in command under Varen, um, followed Siren, but she didn't get far enough to see what happened. That, um, bit, that, that bit where he was like, Punching the familiar to have a yes, yeah, 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 yeah. That was fucking it was, wild. It was wild. Um, but yeah, if he stayed, he would have learned a lot more, a lot earlier. Mm. Um, he would have learned. Uh, I'm trying to find it. I don't remember. But you know, well, he would have learned a lot of stuff, sort of about the icon. He would have learned true names yeah. and stuff like that. Oh. So it's a shame because, like, as I said, in I don't know what it was. Maybe it's because the Siren, the character, was quiet. But when he came back and he was he was covered in the chains and he was evil, obviously Damiel had never met him before, so this was all new. Yeah, it's just him, essentially. To you. But I, as a player, didn't notice a substantial change in behaviour. And so when he did... Th th there was basically one day where he went evil. Yeah. And it was that last day. Um, so I think but, that you know, was... he did do a, he did do a bit. Uh, he uh, when you were in uh, the Shattered Teeth, he went and was oh, got poisons and stuff. Shifty and grabbed poisons and stuff. Yeah. yeah but I, I, I hadn't because he'd been like a little bit light fingered already. Yeah, so yeah. For me, it kind of like I don't think it was lost, but I just think that I wish we'd had a little bit more focus on it because all of a yeah, sudden, the, the problem it kind of was, came out of um, he, well, he, he had a, he just missed like six weeks, hadn't he? Uh, no, he got the he got the chains in uh, from uh, the abyss, um, 
But the problem was, uh, directly after the abyss, we have the time skip on the boat. Mm. So you missed all of the middle phases and just went straight to evil. <laughs> like, it was like a, it was a long process. It was like a three-week process or something. But because you're on the boat, you just missed it, obviously. Yeah. Because... Yeah. You know, I suppose just... that must have been what it was. I mean, I mean, for me, that was the biggest regret as a player, having that happen. And I know for that after that, we thought there were five sessions left, and you were like, well, there's no point having a new character. I would, like, stick my feet in there. He, I think he definitely made Samuel his own. I Yeah, yeah. No, I think he made Samuel really fun. I, I, think, I just Samuel felt... I, like the dad, I just felt yeah. bad. I just felt a bit bad. Well, because... I would say that his, his Samuel b- became more of a character than... Um, than, than Siren was because like, <laughs> I agree with I, you there. I just think he, he did more with it, and like maybe because he was kind of like weirdly less invested in him, he was more relaxed in the role. Or yeah, whatever. I think that's true. Um, but he just he everything he did as Samuel, like with a, his, I missed a bit about the uh, mushrooms until after the fact, <laughs> um, which was really funny, and then all this that's stuff so about true. just just like making skis and just being like really obviously. He, sister had died in game and so there was this element as well, maybe, maybe I thought like he's gone mad with grief no he's just like a crazy person <laughs> no, yeah, and it's, just... <laughs> it's just nuts and so I really enjoyed Samuel much much more than I enjoyed Siren and I don't know whether that was <laughs> I think he played them for about the same amount of time as well um <laughs> That's, awesome. that's true that's yeah. actually true um, siren died in session 22 and there was 42 Jesus. sessions so and he missed quite a few as well so the uh, other question before we kind of get to the end uh, so yeah. it was around ice haven was the puzzle jesus yeah so what was the uh thought process oh. because for the players there was a distinct lack of thought process yeah. so obviously we uh, still approached it as a D game and I will say this that the, the from when we left the Moonweaver, there was a <laughs> sequence where we met the Moonweaver after Damiel had kind of left and you had a session yes. by yourself. And oh, that Jesus, was one that of the session. Options. Don't remind that was me. One of the options. Oh, that was one of the times when I genuinely thought to myself, like, maybe Damiel's taking it too far because something that happened. I can't remember what it was. Um, uh, that uh, I, as a I know player, what it was. It was, I, um, it was the you had the argument with the Molly, argument with Molly, and then. And it, you I went off. there, yeah, and then yeah, you fought the icon. You banffed the samurai dude. Uh, the icon ran away, and then Damien was like, "See you in New Hatton," and banffed. Yeah, so my my thing there was genuinely. Uh, I know we were talking about it in DMs, but we like my thought was that Damien was going to go and take on one of the icons alone, and that it would almost certainly kill him. And then I'd pick up <laughs> That's one. That's what of I was saying. NPCs. Like you were like, "Let's do it." I was like, "He's going to die," or like, "He's going to yeah. be captured." And you're like, "Let's not do it." <laughs> well, because I didn't want him to just die. But like my thing was like, as he got to the point where he's more of a distraction, and the party just don't want him around. And then I thought, well, I'll come back to it, and I will kind of take the foot off the gas a little bit with the antagonistic stuff. But then we had that section with the um, <laughs> uh, Molly having the uh, lucky have a crap on him. And then we oh, went yeah. straight to the Moonweaver. And, <laughs> yeah. uh, the Moonweaver, I, I was antagonistic to the Moonweaver. And then at the end of that, uh, there was a sec- there was basically like, what are we going to do about our ponies? And I said, well, why don't we send these uh, mask guys to the ponies, yeah. the judicators, so they can take the ponies back. And everyone was like, oh my god, Daniel, shut the fuck up. No, I do think that was insane. <laughs> yeah. I do think that was... Uh, <laughs> so, oh. I mean, it was a crazy idea. 
Um, I didn't think it was that. It wasn't. Well, a two of them. Idea. Were, one of them was dead. One of them was. Yeah, there was only like three was ponies, like, wasn't there? Weird. No, that was like five. Oh, I don't remember. <laughs> um, well, it was. It was wild, and then <laughs> at that point, I was like, everyone okay, had just had you... enough. Yeah, everyone had enough. I was like, right, I'm gonna take the foot off the gas a little bit. And then we were taken to uh, Ice Haven or whatever yeah. it was called. Yeah. And um, at that point, that's when I thought, okay, this uh, he needs to redeem it slightly, but I've got to do it in a way that's true to character. And one of my favourite moments that involved me, and that's a really weird thing to say, but one of my <laughs> favourite moments of the whole game for me was when um, I was talking to Molly and I said about, oh, you've got, you know, it, we, you sit there, you've got to become the big, bigger person uh, and I'm oh, ready for you to apologise. <laughs> oh my God, I'm so <laughs> happy she punched you. I'm so yeah, happy she punched you. It was, for me, it was like, that was Damien. Like, if I could like, have a moment that encapsulated Damien, like his complete, <laughs> yeah, that's complete really true. ignorance was that. And I knew, because I'd spent about four hours that day thinking, right, what can I say to basically elicit the biggest reaction? And I thought, I'm ready for you to apologize is oh, the one. Crazy. And I could I could I could feel Artie getting pissed off in the background. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that was insane. That was actually it it was yeah, it you, was a, you could it was a, actually hear his blood pressure rise. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it, was it, funny was, it was a good moment. Um, it was so fun. So, in t- <laughs> so the, the mystery, did you want to know about? Yes, because because that whole sequence was uh, very unusual uh, leading yeah. up to the fight with... Because I remember you saying that we did something that reduced her spell save DC. Uh, yes, yeah, so the whole... So I didn't want to all out cancel the icon to fight because that would have been dumb and it would have been sad. Mm. Um, but that... Uh, let me see. If, let me go through my notes real quick. Um, I know I had it in a different section. Uh, so that whole thing, I was I I wanted to do at least one sort of mystery or like you know a I don't know if mystery is I word, but you know a uh, investigation session. Mm. You know, finding out information. Um, and I and like I've wanted to do something I haven't done before properly as a DM. So I wanted to make like a almost like a game of like 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 sherlock or something um where you guys would just go around find clues and stuff about what was going on it was it didn't turn out how i wanted because it's it's obviously known that doing mysteries in dnd is so difficult mm, yeah like doing them well is so difficult no matter what it is if it's a murder mystery it's difficult. If it's finding information, it's difficult. Like, it's impossible to know what the party's going to do, obviously. Yeah. Um, and there's so many variables you have to worry about and, you know, factor in when you're doing something like this. Um, so I did what I thought was the best option and what I saw some people do online, which was, one have as little dice rolls as possible while you're investigating. Yeah, so you can just give Just them go off of, you know, the character, like, proficiencies or something. Because if it's on rolls and it's in bit information, you're just, you could just not roll high enough. And then mm. you just That's lose yeah. that bit. Like, and if it's, a, if it's really important, then you just lose the plot. Um, so I pretty much just went through places in Icehaven, added in things to 
um, you know, give information, added in some people, you know, places. Uh, and I didn't, I didn't flesh it out all the way because I knew I wanted to have some leniency with it. But the main thing you were learning is um, where the icon is attacking, where the icon is attacking, and sort of why. Yeah. Um, which is what I wanted you to find out. You eventually sort of got there. Um, well, I think from... we missed a bit about the tree. For a while, I thought the tree was the bad guy. Like, I thought yeah, we were going to find a tree. When you said break the chair, I was like, oh, shit. Um, <laughs> uh, but the, the thing... But, so yeah. There was... yeah? I think he was sneezing. Oh. <laughs> I was sneezing. Okay, that's crazy. It sounded like you said something. Um... And I, it was the first time I'd done a proper mystery, so I, it wasn't very good. I enjoyed um, it. It was funny. Yeah, I did like it. <laughs> uh, it was wasn't different, that, isn't it? It, it wasn't was... coherent, I don't think. I think it was, because it was one of those rare, rare times in D&D where we got to split the party, and I think in quite an interesting way. So from my point of view, I didn't, uh, I did listen, but I wasn't uh, obviously wasn't engaging with the other characters as I, Damien was away from them. And we had moments with um, Damien and Samuel, our two charisma-based people, like just waltzing into a building. Yeah. And then we had uh, Damien and Molly, I think, later that day going to the library. And that I think it was the other round. Oh, oh, regardless of whatever happened. Yeah. Uh, but we had these two interesting moments. And then we had the section where I think was where the closest... Either it, We felt like we were the closest we were going to get to... The answer, um, which was the um, oh, what was it the uh, oh, the, the invisibility uh, portals, and I got completely obsessed with them. Like I latched onto the that invisibility the, portals. There's like somebody making so yeah, on the floor. so yeah. There was so, there were these ritual circles. I think yeah. So in the um, where is it? In the barrens, which was like the abandoned, rundown part of the town, uh, there were multiple. Uh, uh, ritual circles essentially um, and the invisible person was the chain of Tharisdom he was there completing the last couple before everything went off mm. um, you I had him there um, invisible uh, I actually know it I don't think he was invisible actually I think he was just in a place where you could see his shadow but not him or something and then he bamfed out um but yeah, so you the main crux of for you guys, what I wanted you to do was uh, to uh, break those uh, rituals, however you could mm. break those circles. I, th I think we'd have struggled with that you... without um, Ceres. Yeah, that, I mean that's that's the reason why I made it more complicated. Ceres was mm. there. Um, I knew she was there. Um, she she didn't do too much. She did the divination, which failed and you got attacked by some nightmare creature if you remember uh and then i think she, the only thing else thing she did was remove circles and i think gave you advantage on some check um but yeah so there were how many how many circles there were there were a few there were actually a lot of circles i think there was all together um there was seven uh, or maybe it was a bit more than that, but you know, there was a certain amount, and f each time you remove, I think it was each every two times, you would remove stuff, you would make it weaker. Mm. Um, so here it is. 
Um, so yeah, by removing, uh, yeah, so by removing the first two, uh, you lowered uh, the icon's spell save by two, going from twenty-one to nineteen. Um, by removing two more, I think I think you only did two, or maybe three. Um, I think we did four or six between. You, that. De- you definitely didn't do six. Um, no. I think it, I think four is the max you did. Um, but the next two, you lowered their AC while they were in demon mode by one. Um, the next two, you would have removed their both of their regeneration abilities while they're in their demon mode, and then by removing the final two, they would have had to do it in their normal forms, not their demon modes, because those ritual circles were essentially forming a, a rift or a crack and making this area abyssal so they could freely change into those forms um which i thought was a cool idea and other and if i didn't there would have been no way you would have got that demon form uh from them because it's they had, a cool idea <laughs> it's yeah and it made for a very it was deadly a fight. that was a really hard uh, fight. i mean um, it's also fine but it didn't feel uh like unjust like it wasn't like everyone is blind yeah everyone it was i think it was actually difficult yeah it really was i think the thing about it that i wish we'd spent a little bit more time focused on at the end was um something that never came up which was the fact that aleki had to sell her soul yeah yeah. and that never came up again and i I, that slightly whole last quietly yeah quietly came up um i'll I'll get to it in a second because it's not too far after um, but one thing I want to say is the chain of uh, Farisden. He so when you guys were <laughs> fucking about in Arborea, um, every day you had, or every day or every two, you obviously Damon, you went there. Oh, James, you went there for that. Um, but they were having visions. I think you watched that session. Mm. Um, they were having visions and like dreams of the chain, essentially his life, where we had that really funny moment with. Nissa was uh, flirting with a minor, um, but it didn't. Uh, I think the recording broke for that one, uh, partially. Uh, yeah, we, we lost that. We, we lost that. that yeah, beginning. It was just Andrew, which is annoying because that was a really funny moment. Because I made him at the beginning very timid and like almost like a like an isekai anime protagonist. He was so like. <laughs> Uh, you know, like you know, like the stereotypical shy high school boy, essentially at the start. And then each time you saw him, he just got more and more <laughs> broken and depressed. Um, until that last one where you guys were in the snow, um, and you were trying to rip the chains off him, and then the icon, like a younger version of the icon, came and. You know, had a chat, talked to her. If you would have done certain things, you would have fought a younger version of the icon, which I thought would have been cool. Um, but the sad part, so I wanted, obviously, I had a lot of, um, you know, I said it at the beginning, like, like an hour and a half ago at this point. Uh, I wanted the villains to not just be evil for evil's sake as much as I could. Uh, so the chain was, he, he was similar to Zandri. He was, uh, forced to it was just more permanent like he was uh you know almost like inducted and broken and forced into his role um 
And in that fight where, you know, you fought the icon and him and the tree, you know, with the tree, you could have redeemed him <laughs> um, in that moment if you would have said the right things. Um, not, not even the right things, but if you would have uh, used, like, you know, actions or bonus actions and made persuasion checks uh, and talked to start, talked about his past and stuff, he would have, uh, like, flipped. And that's why I made the fight so difficult, because he could have flipped and helped you guys by the end of it. Um, and it would have been a much different fight if he were to help, because he was very strong, obviously. He was, like, a 17th level monk or something. Um... Which I was sad it never came up because I wanted because I had so many people betray you because so I wanted to flip it and have you redeem an evil guy, <laughs> but well, it just I, never came up. I, I think that was probably the most balanced fight in terms of all aspects of it because obviously it really stretched the whole party. Like we had a couple of people down, uh, yeah, and then we were you know by the end of it, I think that was the lowest I'd ever got in terms of spells. I was I was quite a restrictive caster though for a couple of reasons as Daniel. Um, yeah, well, I think died. it was the same day as your investigating, so you'd use spells then as well. Yeah, I, 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 I cast as I wouldn't actually. I think Daniel's relied a lot on cantrips, um, and then like you know concentration spells. But it was, um, I really enjoyed that fight. I, 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 I found that fight tougher than the fight with the icon of a yeah, Mobius. and I don't yeah, know that... whether that was because um, we were fully rested and. We had all the like as much prep time as we needed, and it was in one place. And also, Daniel, for some reason, like I, I feel like I wasn't there for like the, the physically he wasn't there for half the fight because I, I only was spent one round away, and it was only like I think a four or five round fight. But it, um, I felt like Daniel missed visually a lot of it. Um, I think it was six. Was it six? Well, I, maybe I know I had to disappear for a few minutes at one point, but because I kept getting like I was flying out of range, I was bumped into the astral plane. So I think I spent about half the fight out of melee in the spell range. Something like that. I like range. I like it too. I, I like it spent the first half. No, of the fight oh my god! The uh, what was it? The psychic scream was deadly. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, I, I, you can't really complain about um, like ninth level spells. The only the only umbrage I had was the uh, the oh uh, Aleki passed to uh, oh the, yeah, the yeah yeah and then it was like no no you're gonna fail it. <laughs> was like, no, it was just because <laughs> I the ability I, I made the thing uh, custom yeah the, the quest, yeah, yeah yeah the seventh domain cleric um, and I I used it in, in hindsight I probably should have tied it to a reaction. Um, but I, in my mind, I was going off of War Cleric. You know, when mm. they miss, they can choose to, you know, add it's 10. Um, yeah. So I was just sort of using that. And obviously, that's no action. So in my mind, I think in the moment, I was like, oh, that makes sense. I, I should have tied it to a reaction in hindsight. But it still worked. Yeah. No, um, the thing that was, though, in like, when, when you did it and he failed, or like he failed the save and you, you kind of half the HP or whatever, the fight was still over the next round. And I was yeah, like, oh, yeah, I, know. I was, yeah. it was tough because I could have killed you. Like I was when, cause there was a point where three of you were down. Um, oh yeah. <laughs> and I, so I was looking through the lair actions on that final fight. And so I had, I had four of them, I think. 
One of them was the skeletons plus uh, bones of the earth, which was one. Uh, another one was uh, the walls of fire and stuff. Oh, there's only three actually. And the third one was those statues. Uh, those statues were deadly in and of themselves, and they could have been a real problem. But because three of you were down, I chose I'll do the other one. <laughs> uh, because there's three of them, and all of them have like 250 HP and mm. damage. Jesus. Um, but like the thing with them was that they were only going to be there for a maximum of one turn, because... If once a new layer action would use, they would turn off until they would turn on again with another action. Um, but yeah, I, I, I was happy. I mean, I think all three of those icon fights were good. Like the one in the Encounter's Rest, with, where you bounced the samurai and then he came. I think that was, it wasn't, it was, you know, weaker than the other two, but I think it was still decent. I think it was a good fight, actually. I, I enjoyed that one for a couple of reasons. Um, I think it was because we got to. I think we'd recently leveled up, or we'd had some kind of boost, or maybe it's because I hadn't. We ha- Daniel hadn't been in the fight for a while because he'd been away. Uh, so for me, the combat felt quite fresh, and I don't know whether it was because I was doing something different. But I, I do remember enjoying that one. But the um, oh, you turned Molly into T Rex. T Rex, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but the I think that one of the things that I found with Dan- I got quite frustrated, be not feeling like I, I know I mentioned this, I didn't feel like I was bringing much to the encounters all I was bringing was a like a boost that you could get from other people and um like I think that's because when da- Damiel had existed before this game like I, I used the exact yeah, same I used him in the one shot, yeah um and like I enjoyed him at sixth level but when you take him to 11th or 12th or wherever it was he ended of, of bard and then the, the one level of sorcerer um, he was actually quite weak because, like, obviously, we had people in that party who were doing insane, just crazy damage. <laughs> yeah. And then you had yeah. Damiel, who was like <laughs> adding maybe like a one or a two to the roll to attack. Which, but, but these people had like a thirteen or. I think yeah. In terms anyway. of a tier list, I think it was like Molly Nalecki, Samuel Nissa, Damiel. They were right at the bottom. Yeah, right. Like at the bottom. even that, he wasn't even the best healer. Like he he, he kind of paled in comparison to. Um, Samuel in terms mm. of healing and stuff. Well, of technically yes, but Samuel healing. didn't heal. He could have. Yeah, but he didn't. <laughs> yeah, but so I, I mean, that's the the. I mean, I loved the character. Um, I know I've talked <laughs> about it at length, uh, but the I, I thought he was probably the easiest one to balance against. But weirdly, the one who succeeded the most in terms of the um, overall like what was that? like basically when he went out to do something, he was the only one who did it. So he went out of his way. To not get attacked. I, oh, yeah, I, did, I do need to ask what what did you slash Damien? I know actually, no, I know what Damien thought about Othun's quest. Uh, <laughs> an idiot. I thought he was an idiot. Uh, so <laughs> basically, as soon as he said like, "Oh, uh, what do you think of honesty and justice?" and then there was like the empty booth. I was like, I was like, okay, clearly he wants me to steal yeah, from this. Yeah. Uh, and Damien, this is uh, Damien's. I need to point this out. Damien's intelligence was eleven. Damiel was not like a wild oh, really? mark. Yeah, he did not have great okay. mental stats. Um, so he he was relatively pretty thick. Well, not pretty, he was just like average intelligence, but like he cottoned on to it. And that that for him is where he completely lost all respect for a team. <laughs> and like it was like it would almost I know you emailed you DM'd me like, 
what can Othundi do to redeem it? And I was like, well, what can he do? He could like save the party. In, like, <laughs> no, I did actually coming. almost have him come in. <laughs> yeah, and I was <laughs> like, but apart from that, I don't know what he can do because, uh, and that's when I, I thought I started leaning into him, like not antagonizing the party, but antagonizing like the NPCs <laughs> as much. So, like, yeah, the whole thing about Othundi <laughs> being like the senile old man, and like I'd seen the character sheet, I knew he wasn't. Um, and all that stuff, I just thought it was fucking hilarious. Um, <laughs> I was, I was so annoyed because as Othun, you have, to, I have to be very calm, calm and collected, and yeah. like very like nice. <laughs> but I did not want to be. <laughs> no. Well, this is the thing. Like, um, I, 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 uh, I thought he was really funny to do that. And my favorite bit from that, everything we did in Vasselheim, my favorite bit was when Damiel was by himself in the church of Pelor. Um, yeah. and he like he like just lied his way into that. I just thought it was really funny. I really, I really, I really enjoyed <laughs> that. That was bit. funny. I I did enjoy the Vasselheim stuff. Yeah. Um, I just wish we spent a little bit more time there, but it's it it it's weird because whilst either player enjoyed it, I don't think Damien would go back. Yeah, it's a yeah. weird one. It's, it's it's kind of kind of weird. I, there's there's a few things I want to know before because I know it's getting a little bit late. Um, I want to know a just a few moments from the campaign that I just want to ask your opinions on uh number one the meeting with asmodeus before the fight with ferris oh the in, in the in the in bar. the inn in the inn where he came down the stairs and spoke to you what was that so, like it was kind of weird because we the reaction from the players and this is this is not a specific insult to anyone this is generic for all of us and i did this myself is when a when you start reading from a script, my player and character instinct is to try and interrupt that. So you yeah. kind of you said right, you're paused, you can't do this. So we were forced. I to intentionally made it so yeah, you couldn't. <laughs> you couldn't, couldn't couldn't fuck it up. Um, but I enjoyed it actually because it was funny. I just wish we'd did we get to ask him any questions? I don't remember speaking no. to him. No, no, we didn't. But I enjoyed it. But it, and it obviously fed onto that bit with Aleki afterwards. Yeah. But um, it was kind of a cool moment, especially when we kind of like were asking the rest of the bar staff, and they were like, oh, "We don't know what you're talking about. You're crazy people." Yeah, I, I liked it. I I enjoyed it. Um, obviously, it'd be nice to know what the ramifications were for Alecki with the um, what's it called? You know, uh, did, did she sell yeah. her soul? That kind of thing. Um, yeah. So I'm 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 sad that no one else took the offer. <laughs> I, mean, I was obvious... going to in the final fight, you know. I was, yeah. I was. Obviously, it is a possible option, but I would have. So each of you had a different thing. I spent a little bit of time before that, you know, making a custom one for all of you. Aleki got another use for relentless endurance. Oh, plus... that's cool. So, so what she got... Damiel would have got. So I'll go through it. Damiel. So Aleki got another use of relentless endurance, and the second one yeah. would have been a ring of fire that did damage equal to her level to everyone. Mm-hmm. Um. Damiel's one was really was was good. Um, so he would have learned uh, any seventh level spell he wanted. Um, and once per turn when he rolls fire damage, you can choose to reroll any number and take the higher one. Mm-hmm. Um, Molly's was um, she got uh, yeah. So it was sort of like uh, what's the spell? Uh, uh, Archelon's stride or something like that. So when she was blade singing, there would have been fire around her that would have done damage to people she moved. Uh, oh, nice. 
uh, by. Uh, Nissa would have learned. Uh, she would have learned Flame Strike and could cast it once per long rest. And when she casts Hunter's Mark or moves it to a different target, they take five damage equal to her level. Um, and then Samuel's he would have got a. Um, Samuel's is a bit boring. Uh, he his con increased by one, um, and he could change his Eldritch Adept feature to one of the following ones, because he didn't because the Eldritch Adept he had was a bit boring, and you know I just wanted to uh, give him the option to change it. But obviously none of you took it. Oh, I'm sorry, only Aleki took it. I suppose the only downside. Oh, I took it because I was dead. And you... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> obviously. The, the, the only downside was obviously is, um, and I, I think this is true of the icons is they were built against the party a little bit towards the end. Yeah. So um, the the fire stuff would have been effectively useless, which is a shame because I would have. Liked yeah. Um, well, so as for Aleki's uh, <laughs> soul selling, essentially. Um, it was because it wasn't like a uh, you know official deal almost. It was more like because you didn't know all the because you know the the uh, the ram like how devil deals work is there is one thing that they there's something they give you for your soul usually, mm. um, but usually those things are very precise. You know what you get and what happens. Um, Obviously, they try and twist it in some way. This was less of a uh, a deal and more like a a way of keeping tabs on people he knew were strong. He he was aware that the icon of Therizdin was strong, and he knew that you might need help. So he, being the smart person he is, he sort of scooched on in. Gave his little talk and gave you the option if you wanted it. But obviously, he wasn't going to force it upon you. He just uh, just wanted you to have the option in your mind. And he was, you know, he was acting nice, essentially. Uh, but it wasn't too much. But I think if Aleki were to, I don't know, maybe... You know, check around her body. She'd see an infernal mark, maybe, you know, on her shoulder or, you know, you know, under, like, the scalp of the hair. Just always. It wouldn't go away. Mm. Okay. Well, uh, so I've got a few questions from a couple of people who listen. So I've got uh-huh. one person who's asked for the mus- the intro, outro, and all the, like, music that you've done to be made available. Uh... I don't know why. I think I quite like that. I say I like ding. I mean, yeah, I think that's more of a you thing because I don't. don't Oh, you don't have? I'll I'll do it. Oh no, I think I do. Uh, I have the intro. I've got them all. Uh, uh, The other ones were um, as players. What were our? uh, So obviously, we've answered kind of like, do we did we build towards a specific thing? I think generally yes, but it kind of. Went off the rails, but Aleki, um, for, for sorry, for, for Aleki, what was the favorite moment of the entire campaign? Or the my like, favorite the moment of the campaign was uh, Aleki revealing, yeah, that was really good. Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah, the music about... was not appropriate. <laughs> no, no, no. So, what about what about for you, Tyrone? What would the what would the, your favorite moment be for the campaign? Oh, that's very difficult. Um, 
I hmm. I mean I have a few moments that I really like. Um some of them have been out there. I love uh I I as much as I hated it in the moment, I do like the heavy big long titties. Yeah, because uh, yeah, uh, it's just it broke me in the moment. I was doing this intense character, you guys are just like, yeah, that's him. Um Almost breaking the letters tomorrow. But, <laughs> so so stupid. Um I really like um, the interactions uh, between um, what was it? I really like the interactions just between you guys and Ceres. I think all of them are really fun. Yeah. Um, just because, like, I mean, Ceres wasn't originally meant to be a major NPC, but like, I'm happy she turned out to be one. Yeah. <laughs> um, because I mean, she's a which is a joy to roleplay. Mm. Um, and it's really fun when you guys just interact with her. Um, but for in terms of like proper story moments, I like I think there's three that stand out. It is um the first time the first conversation you have with Silver, that long conversation about, you know, morals and stuff. Uh I think it is the when you meet Asmodeus, because I just like that. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, two more. Uh, there mm-hmm. is the uh, when recent like session before the last one where Damiel saw that fight between oh, yeah, that was really the trailers and stuff. Just because she was just so like no, because um, uh, I, I, I approached this in the kind of like. Oh my god, another thing. Kind yeah. of like you so deadpan about it. Um, and I, I, I actually really enjoyed that. I wish I, at the start I'd taken it a little bit more seriously because, like, <laughs> oh, I've, I've, I've kind of like gone past the point of no return here. Um, but no, that, that was really good. I like that. But uh, and then what was the last one? Oh, then it was the um, shadow guy with the weird voice um, that gave all the fair deals. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, I, um, obviously you mentioned that he's going to be in your next game, but what did you give the icon of Asmodeus apart from a... Oh, I wrote, I wrote it all down, actually. Yeah. Um, I made sure to write it all down. And what did he give you? Uh, I have it for both icons that were alive then. Um, he, so the icon of Lol's easier, I think. Uh, where is it? Yeah. So the icon of lol for Loda's charisma by two gave away his skulk feat to increase his dex by two and his walking speed by ten. Um, simple-ish. Um, the icon of Asmodeus is a lot more complicated though. Um, so he gave away three feats: uh, eldritch adept, dual wielder, and crusher. He lowered his dex by four, charisma by one, and cos by uh, con by one, and gave away his ability to turn undead to increase his wisdom to thirty and strength twenty-two. <laughs> mm. so it was um, I had thought about it in retrospect, and I decided I asked the wrong thing for Damiel. Uh, I wish instead that my proficiency had been doubled. 
proficiency bonus or proficiency no my proficiency bonus had been doubled so i think at the time it was six so that would have turned to a 12 well, no, i think it would have been five would, uh, well it, it would have made a big difference because it would have made my expertise uh it would have made it just 20 incredible yeah yeah uh, so that's what I kind of wish I'd asked for, but never mind. And then also, the glaive was a um, a gift from Echo Guy. It was. I, I enjoyed that. That that for me is when we like really shone as like a um, high level team. But prior to that, we were just everyone was looking around swords. And had you had you made the swords beforehand, or were they just like one you made up, not on the spur of the moment, but made up? And then kind of add the game after the fact. Uh, yeah, I didn't. I didn't have them all made beforehand. Not at all. Not at all. That would have been crazy. I don't have that many swords yeah. laying around. Well, I do now. No. Uh, yeah, you know, yeah. um, but no, no, no. Uh, I just. I have a thing for swords. <laughs> I don't know what to say. Molly had a thing for swords too. I like swords. Okay. And yeah. when like, I didn't. <laughs> Like I didn't mean to give out that many swords, but a lot this of the happened. a lot of the characters that like the enemies I played had swords, and obviously you're going to take them. So it's like they're just there's just going to be loads of swords, isn't there? Yeah. It's not. <laughs> uh, it's, I I don't know what to say. There's just loads of swords, and I mean they all had cool different things. Yeah, they did. They, they did. were cool, but they were just, we were just jangling with them. It was and, so many. <laughs> The, the final question I had from the listeners was, um, and I think the answer for this will be Ceres, but who was your favourite NPC? Who was everyone's favourite NPC? Mine, without a shadow of a doubt, was Ceres in every incarnation of the characters I played. Uh, I just thought <laughs> Ceres was hilarious. Um, but if I had to pick another one, I couldn't pick Ceres for whatever reason. Uh, I think it would have been... Um, I like Terry. I know we need to met him like twice, <laughs> but I quite like Terry. He was quite... Well, there was someone else in there, like working with Othun, working against Othun was just joyful. Like, because he was, <laughs> he had to, he had to be like demure and respectful, and I just ran roughshod over him, uh, and that was fun. But I think it was definitely dealing with Ceres was the easiest and the most fun. Um, I think Ceres was. I think Ceres is my favorite NPC, but I think weirdly, um. Zodiac's my favorite villain. See, I didn't get to interact with Zodiac much. I just thought he had such a stupid name. <laughs> um, yeah, I think he was my favorite villain because he—I uh, don't remember his favorite villain, uh, but I—I I just really liked him. <laughs> uh, like his vibe was fun, and his—you know—just because I could do so much with him. Mm. Uh, because I really didn't have any like. Uh, rules with him. He, you know, you kill him, he just came back. <laughs> um, it's pretty much just a f- chance for me to mess around with fun builds. <laughs> yeah. No, you Which I really it. like. And what about you, Pru? Did you have a particular favourite NPC? Thinking about it, I, know, I, I just choose Ceres because that's the, yeah. the NPC is... we interacted with the most. Yeah. She, was, she was great. And lastly, uh, what did you as a DM learn whilst, uh, and what would you do differently if you were to run this campaign again with another group, say? Okay. Uh, don't allow as many swords. <laughs> um, allow any bards. 
Yeah. Gold Dragonborns don't exist. Um, <laughs> uh, I think it's difficult to to say that. I, I learned a lot from DMing for you guys, because I did it for so long. Um, and, you know, it was very uh, you know, fun. At pretty much every week we would do it. Um, I think I just, I think what I learned is, like, throughout the campaign, is to mm, plan slightly less. Mm. Because I I sort of get stuck in analysis paralysis <laughs> um, and get into my own head a lot. And I, I mean, I'm getting better at improv. Like, I can tell definitely from, like, session one to the last one, I got a lot better. Um, but I think... I think it's just, I think learning to roll with the punches, I think, you know, getting yeah. more used to it. Because I know at the beginning when you guys would uh, do stuff, I obviously I wouldn't be annoyed. It's part of the game, but I'd be a little bit flustered. Um, but I think like having that arboreal session where I was literally, I had nothing uh, pretty much apart from those dream sequences, but those were, you know, sided um, where I pretty much just had nothing and was going by it. I found that really fun and I'm I'm happy it happened because it, you know, made for inter- some interesting uh events. And I think I've gotten better throughout it. More and confidence I, as well as the DMs like, yeah, and react stuff. Yeah. I mean I, I, I can always react to stuff, but I think then I I didn't just react, I think I reacted well mm. and it turned out fun. Like it, like sometimes when you just make up something on the spot, it's stupid. Actually, all the time it's stupid. But um, doing something with reaction well is, you know, it's it's, it's rewarding and it's good. For sure, for sure. sure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Well, uh, it's quite interesting, like to to look back at it like that because I know I know we didn't really do that with Strad. What I did at the end of Strad was just sent out a um, a survey monkey. Uh, <laughs> just ask people what oh, they yeah, thought. Oh, yeah, you did, didn't you? Yeah, well, I always have it, and then I, I keep I it. And then, yeah, yeah, and then, and then you know, like, what people did and didn't like. And, like, I say, I'm, I'm very open about what I don't like. I, I um, you know, I, I, you know, I'll just say, oh, too much, like, because, uh, you know, if it's... Too many swords. Too many swords. <laughs> no, I, I don't mind the swords. It's the, um, I, I don't generally, generally, sorry, don't like um, dungeon crawls, but in this aspect, I just, these two that we did, I, I really enjoyed. Um, but yeah, I think it was it was a really good campaign. So thank you very much for running it. Uh, yeah, it was almost a full year. It. it was. It was. I think it was what nine months. Or it something? was a full yeah. year. No, it, it was wasn't. four. It was forty nine weeks worth of releases. Uh, I think forty two sessions. Um, we had a break. A bit of a break. Yeah, I think. I think. What did we start? I think we started like. April, May? Yeah, it started about this time last year. Uh, it was slightly late. I think, yeah, maybe maybe it was. I don't know. I'll have to... There's no way I can find that, is there? Um, wow. Session... That was... Okay, that's crazy. Sorry, I looked. Session one, the last time I edited it, was the 4th of January, 2022. That means I had it planned for ages. Uh, yeah. <laughs> sorry, that's, that's crazy to me. Mm. <laughs> Especially since, yeah, I, I mean, I um, I I will not really start planning session one for the next game until probably the day off because I don't know who's going to be joining us that day. I know Taniki can't make it, so I have to. I, I won't. I won't play. No, no, he can't make it for the first two weeks. He's got something on. 
but uh, that's fine. It actually makes more sense for his character not to be there at the start, in, re in retrospect. Um, but no, we'll leave it there. So that was the first episode of Lich, please. Probably the longest one we'll do. Just... Uh, so we do the next retrospective. But uh, thank you very much for your time, uh, everybody. And um, keep clapping. <laughs>